Blog Talk Radio. Lord, let the wind of your Holy Spirit come forth. When the wind of the Spirit blows, warrior, come on and ride the wind. When the wind of the Spirit blows, warrior, come on and ride the wind. When the wind
Amen and amen. Brother Curtis and Brother Marcus, are you guys there with me? Yes, bless you, Brother Jose. Well, belated happy Thanksgiving, too, brother. So I'm sorry I didn't call you yesterday. I, you know, I was running around. But uh, belated happy oh. Thanksgiving and, fa- and family in the chat room uh, and all those listening archives. Today is October 20th, uh, November 28th. I wish it was October because the year is going by fast. But it's November 28th, <laughs> 2014, and it's just going by too fast, Marcus. When you get older, it just seems like it goes faster. Correct, brother? Trust me, I know. <laughs> yeah, and we want to wish you and your family a belated happy Thanksgiving, too. Uh, Actually, yesterday, I did not do anything but stay home and rest for once and just enjoyed some relaxation. Uh, we had uh, time to get food and clothes out to families before Thanksgiving, so we bless God for that. But, uh, you know, thank you, brother. Amen. Amen. Curtis, you there, brother? Just give me an audio check. Curtis? All right, well, I'll do, I'll do the honors uh, and have Curtis. Uh, I'll do the uh, intro from the uh, American Survival. Uh, that's our first advertisement. The only advertisement we have in the show is the Dear Brother's oh, Chance. So that's okay, sorry, brother. Right, I, brother I, you, I had myself do, muted on the uh, on the studio, so. <laughs> I, do, I do the same, brother. I, I understand that. So we're going to play. Uh, 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 we're going to give a shout-out there to our brother Chance and uh, give a little advertisement for his ministry that he does a wonderful things for all the veterans and uh, and, and worldwide. He does a wonderful thing. So we're going to do a 30-second um, advertisement. We'll be right back. Again, this uh, our dear brother Chance. Uh, we love him whole lots. And if you guys have not already done so, please check out his website. And um, that's uh, americansurvivalwholesale.com. Um, americansurvivalwholesale.com is a Christian veteran-owned wholesale preparedness company. Their mission is to get the word of God out to all those in need of a Bible and cannot afford one. Great tasting, freeze-dried foods for only 50 cents per serving, GMO-free foods for over, and plus a thousand preparedness items. Um, go check him out. That's AmericanSurvivalWholesale.com. Amen. Amen. Well, brother, uh, uh, just, uh, just one more thing real quick. Um, uh, I got a message from our uh, dear family out there in Canada, uh, even voice. Uh, basically, they're the Canadian Survival Wholesale. And today they're doing a, a, a Black Friday kind of sale uh, from Friday through Monday. 300 servings for only two two ninety nine ninety nine Canadian dollars. Uh, it comes it comes in a gamma seal bucket. Um, so if you guys want to go ahead and get a good deal, uh, go ahead and check out CanadianSurvivalWholesale.com. That's the sister company of American Survival but in Canada. So. Curtis, are you there? Jose, are you there? Yeah, we're we're still here. Uh, I guess by the whole day, switching around the phone real quick. Um, <laughs> I know how that okay, is. Okay, let me let me go ahead and jump in here real quick. Uh, <laughs> you guys are there? I'm gonna let. You yeah, um, brother, we're getting a lot of air interference somewhere. Um, All right. All right. Well, let me uh, let me just mute my uh, Skype, okay? And go ahead talk, and, I'll, and then we'll, we'll clear it out. <laughs> okay. Let me go ahead and make a couple of announcements, uh, Brother Curtis and Brother Jose. Uh, I just want to share with the listeners that uh, I've been doing a lot of research and study as of late, and so we are going to be doing some special teachings here uh, over these next few weeks. Do not miss them. I guarantee you that you'll be 
blessed. And then we're also going to be having some special guests on this weekend, Brother Timothy Alberino tomorrow night and Brother Shannon Davis from Mega Man on Sunday night, our regular time slot. So please join in with our programs for that. And uh, let me go ahead and pray tonight before we bring on uh, our special guest tonight. Well, Father God, we lift up this program for you tonight, and we ask in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that every other name that would try to exalt itself against the knowledge of God or against the glory of God would come and bow at that name of Jesus right now. We take authority and we take power and victory over any influence or interference of the enemy that would try to distract uh, or hinder or stop tonight. We bind every spirit that would come against the message, would come against an anointing from God to go across these airwaves tonight. We decree tonight to be a time that the deliverance shall go forth and the captives shall be set free by the power of the blood of Jesus, the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And Father, we give you all praise and glory. We ask that the uh, ears be open tonight to the hearing of your word and hearts be open to receive the deliverances that people need that are out there that are in captivity and bondage. And, Father, for these things, we thank you and give you all praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, Brother, I found the culprit. Uh, it's not us. It's not me. It's not you, Curtis. It's not Marcus. Brother uh, brother Terry uh, Jefferson, brother, uh, you need to turn off your computer because if you are listening to the computer, the computer is getting up feedback. That's why I had to mute you. So please turn off your computer and just listen to, uh, just talk to us okay. yourself. Did you hear that, Brother Terry? Yes, sir. Okay, you need to turn off your computer because you're getting feedback from you. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's now. Uh, one of the joys of Blog Talk Radio, uh, you know, it's just, just the small things in, in the scriptures, the small foxes that will spoil the vine. Um, <laughs> Amen. Well, Brother it's, uh, Terry, I'm sorry for the rude awakening here the first time on our show, but we're glad to have you, Brother Terry. Jefferson, he's a guest speaker tonight. Um, if you guys have not heard, he was uh, recently on the Omega Man radio show the same day that Brother Marcus and Curtis had that marathon three-hour show that was a blessing to everybody that listened to it. I don't know how these two brothers who hardly ever speak two hours straight without uh, taking a break, they went marathon three hours. So that They were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke for three hours. So you missed it. Maybe if I get the permission for Omega Man, maybe I'll download it and put it here for rebroadcast. Awesome. So, brother, well, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Marcus. You, Marcus and Curtis, uh, Terry. This is the uh, the uh, really the host. I don't like to consider myself a host. Uh, these are the real, the main hosts that that really do the show. This is Marcus Samuel and uh, Curtis Horse. Um, so, brother Terry, uh, say hello to the two brothers. Praise the Lord, man of God. How y'all doing? Well, man of God, we bless you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ tonight, and we thank you, brother Jose, uh, for being with us. Brother Curtis, thank you for being here, and myself tonight to. Uh, take this time to bring a word of deliverance to those that may be in bondage of anything that the enemy has tried to entangle them with. And uh, Brother Terry, tonight we uh, have prayed and asked the Holy Spirit to be with us. And so we're going to give you ample opportunity to share, you know, what the Lord is uh, doing in your life and ministry. And whatever the Lord has put in your heart tonight, uh, please just uh, go right ahead and take your liberty in the Holy Ghost tonight, and uh, we look forward to being blessed by what you bring to us tonight. Amen, amen. Well, brother, man, every, um, yeah, yeah, before you start, brother, then, uh, you're the first time on our show, so for the people who have never heard from you, brother, just give a little bio, you know, bio about uh, you know your, your your story, your testimony, and your ministry, brother. 
And uh, yes, everything sir. is posted on the top of the page for those who want to look, contact Brother Terry. It's the top of the Black mm-hmm. Talk page there. But, uh, Terry, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead, Brother. Well, um, my name is I'm Terry Jefferson. Um, I was born in Alabama but grew up in Columbus, Georgia. Uh, I've been saved since I was 19 years old, and I'm over 50 now. So, wow. Um, you don't sound I, that old. <laughs> yeah, Doc, I, I, I can feel it at 50 plus, but God has kept me safe, kept me alive. Um, the Lord has done some awesome things in my life. I have nothing but praise and honor and glory to give unto my master, the, the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, he saved my life quite a few times. I mean, it, it was just phenomenal. The Lord spoke to me um, and told me my word is in you, so it, was, it wasn't time for you to die. So I praise God. Uh, they told me that I was a sugar diabetic and mm. didn't know it. So my weight was up to about 235. In about a month, I went down to 160 pounds. And I stopped eating and just kind of drinking fruit juices and, and trying to lose weight. And, man, it started coming off, and I couldn't stop it. And mm. I got sick one night, and I went to the hospital. My wife finally convinced me to go to the hospital. And when I got up there, and believe it or not, as soon as I, I was doing okay, but as soon as I stepped on the hospital ground, I literally almost passed out. Wow. And just the demonic powers that, that death demons are, are always around hospitals and funeral homes and, and cemeteries, and, and you literally got to bind that spirit of death uh, so that you can live according to the word of God. And when I got in and they checked me out, they said, man, you are a sugar diabetic. He said, your sugar was really over 1,100, and it was probably pushing 1,200. Um, wow. They, they could not believe that, that I even walked in. Uh, but I had been ministering and, and, you know, laying hands on the sick, casting out demons, uh, operating in the five-fold ministry. Uh, but the Lord, he saved my life. And so they started putting me on these um Shots and you know, pricking your finger, boy, that thing hurt. God, it hurt. Um, <laughs> man, I was taking shots three times a day. I only did that for about two weeks. And I said, Man, well, I ain't doing no more of this junk. It hurts my fingers, and I'm just not going to do it no more. And, and so I quit. Imagine I started eating right and walking, and, and, and you know, and, and everything is under control now. Uh, and, and God spoke to me, and He said, My word is in you. It, it wasn't time for you to die, there's yet work to be done. And I said, well, God, I give you praise and honor and glory. Uh, when I got saved back in 1981, 80, no, I got saved in 82. And actually, June of 82, and then you wouldn't believe it. I went to this little old UPC church. And <laughs> Been the pastor, yeah. you know, my, the pastor was preaching. His name was Kim P. Hope, New Life Tabernacle, up in Anchorage, Alaska. And, um, he was preaching, and, man, he was preaching so hard, and I really got into his message. I just got invited, and so I went, and as I was sitting in the back of the church, I just made the statement, God, if you, I didn't know if God was real, man. I, but God used to talk to me all the time as a kid, and I used to hear this voice talking to me all the time, especially when I was doing stupid stuff. <laughs> man, I'm glad that. You know, filling all the girls and everything and, and, and taking my little business out and letting them play with it and everything. And, and I would hear this voice that put it up and stop. And I'm looking around, man, I'm going crazy. I'm hearing stuff. <laughs> God is so good, though. And that and that day when I was in this little, little UPC church, and I just said, God, if, if you're real, I'll serve you. And as soon as I made that statement, I felt sin separate from me. Wow. I felt the power of God coming to my life. 
I, I don't know what was going on, man. You know, all this stuff new to me. I didn't go to church coming up, man. <laughs> and um, so I went on to the altar when I fell on my knees, man, and just really began to repent and, and really turn my life over to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I literally felt this heat start at the top of my head, go all the way through my body. And when it got to where my stomach was, like it just exploded. Amen. I'm saying, man, I don't know what was going on. <laughs> I'm serious. And I was just crying and, and praying and asking God to forgive me and just clean my life up. And, and you know, let me know the UPC church, man. Them cats want you to speak in tongues or that. You down there two hours on your knees. Your knees being swollen up and went numb. And I, I had to get up, man. Look, man, my knees were mad. <laughs> so I got up, and, and, and that night, my, that day, my life was really changed. Um, I went back to the barracks, and I'm, you know, trying to put put everything together, trying to put everything together to see what was going on, and I'm saying, God, something happened. I didn't even know what was going on. Within probably a week, an angel of the Lord visited me. I'm I'm laying in the barracks, laying in my bed, just trying to put stuff together, and, man, this angel of the Lord just appeared in the room, and, you know, Scared me, man. I wasn't finna say nothing, man. I'm just looking at this this angel. He wasn't a real big angel, probably about six foot tall. Um, looked very similar to a to an Iranian. Black hair down to his shoulders. Had on a, a white garment, so white it's like it it glowed, and had about a three and a half four gold solid gold belt on. And he said, Terry. The great God Jehovah has a word for you. And he told me what he said. And I'm looking at this thing and I'm thinking, I'm daydreaming. I'm saying, is this real? And it just disappeared, man. And I'm saying, man, something, something must be wrong with me, man. You know, seeing <laughs> stuff. And then, and, and then I started developing my prayer life. I started learning how to pray. Um, immediately, the Spirit of the Lord began to deal with me about putting messages together and preaching and. Uh, even before that, um, when my grandmother passed, I was in the second grade, and when we was at her funeral, uh, this preacher was preaching so hard, an old country church down in Cottonton, Alabama, he was preaching so hard, and, I'm, and I was so impressed with just the way he sounded and the way he articulated his words, and, and so I'm saying, man, this guy's really, really tough. The Lord literally spoke to me with an audible voice when I was in the second grade and said, Terry, this is what you're going to do when you grow up. You're going to be a pastor and you're going to be a preacher. Mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, I'm thinking I'm hearing stuff again because you've been talking to me as far back as I can remember. So I'm thinking I'm just hearing something again. Man, I'm, I'm going crazy. Man. Something is happening to me. And um, <laughs> but when I gave my heart to the Lord, the Lord began to, to teach me to trust him. And uh, I live by an alarm clock because I don't like being late. And one of the first things the Spirit of the Lord told me to do is trust me to wake you up. And so I, I, it took me about a, a two, three weeks to trust him to do that, man, because I would always have my, you know, in the military, you can't be late for formation. I was in the Air Force, so, and, um, so I would always set the clock about five minutes later than what it normally is. And I said, well, Lord, just in case you forget, I'm going to have my clock set, you know. And then the Spirit of the Lord would wake me up sometimes one minute, two minutes, and sometimes three, four, five minutes ahead of time. And so I, I finally got the courage to throw away my, my, my alarm clock, and that was in 82, and I haven't used one since. And in the process of time, I, I got married. Uh, but before I got married, the Lord took me to heaven one time. Now, that was really a trip 
the first person that I met when I went to heaven was the Apostle Peter. This this man shook my hand, and he wasn't a really tall guy. He he was huge. He's big, and his hands were so big that when he when he shook my hand, like his hands wrapped around my hand. And and then I just like I'm I'm looking around and I'm saying, wow, that man, that place is it is unreal. It is unreal. The grass was so so green, man. It's like man, it's, it's alive, man. <laughs> and you see stuff you've never seen. You. It, it's just wow, and this angel of the Lord that was showing me around was huge. It, it's like I was a small child, and I was reaching this angel at his waist, and 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 the Lord Jesus. It's it's like, man, just powerful, powerful, and he. It's like he took me within mountains in heaven, and and he said, Terry, I I need you to look, and when I looked, it's like. I looked up and I like I looked up and and when I looked up, it's I don't know how you would explain this man. Looked like a time warp or something, man. Like something in heaven opened and beyond the heaven that we walked in and all this beauty and glory was in, that was something further beyond that. It's like a whole nother world. And then that opened up and that and it just went on and and it's like there's so many dimensions And it's like the Lord spoke to me a while back and said, Terry, when I get through with everything, the heaven that I'm creating for my people, it is wonderful. But God said, I am even beyond that. I found out you can't think beyond the ability or the power of the living God that we serve. Our God is so powerful, man, you can't even measure his power. God is a whole lot deeper than our mind can take us. And what the Lord began to show me is that if you trust me and, and, and stick with me, he said, I'll show you things you've never seen. I'll let you hear things you've never heard. And, man, of God, I'm telling you, God will show you some stuff that will blow your natural-born mind. Yeah. And when God began to show me all these dimensions, and I'm saying, but, but why are you showing me? He said, because I need you to believe. I can understand why he said that, because... I didn't even know if God was real. And even after I got saved and I felt the power of the Holy Ghost coming to my life and the spirit of it, and it just, I had all of this doubt and unbelief. And, and, and so I said, well, God, I, I believe you. I believe you. And the Lord told me, he said, Terry, I, I didn't choose you for your great faith. He said, I chose you because you would not quit. He said, your faith is not what it should be. He said, but you just won't quit. He said, you're going to stick with me no matter what. And I made the Lord a promise. I said, Father, I, they have to kill me. I ain't turning back. I'm not, I ain't taking no mark of the beast. Either you're going to have to rapture us out of here, uh, or we just have to go through tribulation. Because uh, I ain't taking nothing. I'm going to pre- keep preaching the word of the Lord. I don't mean to offend anybody, but I'm not going to jeopardize my soul because somebody don't want to hit the truth. Uh, we tell them that word of revelation, doctor, if you can't take it, hit the door. You ain't got to come back. Um, when I was on the radio ministering the word of the Lord, um, man, we had a pretty hard, hard ministry. And, and so the Lord gave me a message to, to deliver to the people of God. And he told me to teach on witchcraft and voodoo and you know, the days of the week, the months of the year, 
and all of your basic holidays and how it came out of witchcraft and how but it is like such a foothold in the churches and it's producing so much tradition and superstition yes. and it's putting yes. the people in bondage. And so when I began to minister on this, man, I came up under such demonic attack. It was really unreal. And and the Lord told me, do what I tell you, obey me, and preach the truth. I said, well, Lord, I'm going to do it the best, to the best of my ability. And so when I did that, man, I got so sick. My eyes got bloodshot red. My throat started closing up. And, it, and I really felt like I was dying. And I really had to begin to rebuke this devil and really take my stand in faith to continue on the word of the Lord. And not only that, as I ministered the word of the Lord, there were pastors in the city, and, and, you know, right here in Columbus and Phoenix, and these jokers turned against me, and they didn't even know me. They, these hmm. jokers did not even know me. I wasn't even a pastor. I was just a, a radio preacher. And um, these cats tried to get me kicked off the radio, and, and the, 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 it, was a, it was a black radio station, but one of the, the DJs was a white guy, old white guy. He actually came to me and told me, he said, uh, Reverend Terry, he said, these folks don't want you on this radio. I said, are you serious? He said, man, they're already talking against you. The very ones you think are your friends are talking against you, and, and they're complaining to the establishment to kick you off because they say you're preaching lies. Uh, I said, well, you tell them devils, um, the ones that think I'm preaching lies, meet me up here, we're going live. We'll debate anything they want. None of them ever showed up. None All of right. them ever showed up. And so I continued to stay on the radio until the Lord released me to get off, and, and I tell you, man, we came up under such demonic attack, it was unreal. And then the Lord spoke to me and said, Terry, I want you to start a church. And I said, I went, what am I? I don't want to start this church. Let me enjoy the radio. He said, start a church. I said, well, what am I calling it, Father? He said, well, just, you, you teach. I don't teach on the book of Revelation. I can. But he said, you bring out a lot of Revelation knowledge to my people, and, and you give them a word for me, so call it Word of Revelation. I said, okay, Father, I called it Word of Revelation. And so we, in 1998, we started Word of Revelation Ministries. And, man, I tell you, we've been fighting that, we've been giving that devil hell, bro. <laughs> uh, we got started, and we, the first service that we had, a fist fight broke out. The <laughs> very first service. Hey, I mean, them jokes were throwing blows. Man, we had to jump. Hey, man, what is wrong with y'all? We're trying to start a church and have a service here. Man, them cats went off on each other. I mean, fighting like that's crazy. We broke that up and went on with the service, you know. And then um, witches and warlocks started coming against us. They started killing blackbirds and sticking them like on all four, yeah. all around the property, four, all, like four corners of the property. And then the Lord began to give me revelation. I said they were going to the cemeteries and getting graveyard dirt and sprinkling it on the property. And, and man, we caught it. You know, we didn't really know about which. I knew, I understood witchcraft, and, but I didn't know if it was crazy enough to come into the church to stop you. And we, we, so we learned that you stand your ground and you continue to obey God. And, and the Lord literally sustained us. We survived that. Um, then they, they, they would kill a bird and stick them right there as you get ready to go into the door. Um, it was just unreal, and, and we outgrew that building. It was only designed to hold, like, probably 35, 40 people. Man, it'd be almost 100 people packed in that little room. It grew so fast, we had to get a, a different building. And so our next church, it was an ex-strip club. <laughs> Man, they called it Chocolate City. I, I said, well, you can come get out of the chocolate if you want. <laughs> okay. And then it got 
got when we walked in this building, and when I went to look at it, it was so nasty and filthy. I said, but God, this would make a really, really nice church. And the Spirit of the Lord began to just prompt in my spirit, well, go look at it, ask him if we're going to try to buy it. And so we, we got the building, and, and man, when we got in that building, all hell broke loose. You could literally walk into the sanctuary, and what we uh, deem the sanctuary, and you could literally see the demonic spirits standing inside the sanctuary. And so we went and got us some anointing oil, prayed over it. We, we broke all the curses off the property. And, I mean, man, it didn't have but probably one or two lights in it. Then um, they still had to pose what the women would swing on and, and the runways and all of that. So we had to tear all of that mess out. And we had to build us a, um, a pulpit. We did that, put some lights in, put some ceiling fans in. And, and, I mean, God just blessed. The Holy Spirit just showed out. He blessed us so much. And, and we didn't really have no money for a down payment. The guy said, well, look, I'll give you about six months to come up with $20,000. Man, we, we got that money. We started wow. praying and fasting and meeting out there and, and going before the presence of the Lord, and, and we really began to kick our faith in, and God brought that money in, and we got the down payment, and, and we bought the building, and we've been fixing it up ever since. But we, a matter of fact, the first service, I think the first service we got in that building, a fight broke out, man. I said, Lord, what is going on, man? This devil won't us that down. <laughs> but you know, we stood our ground. And we've been in ministry now, um, going on 17 years. This next year will be 17 years. So wow. we've been in this particular building about, uh, probably about whew, 15 years. 15 years. Mm. God is really blessed. But there were other pastors that came against us. You know, they didn't come straight out and say it, but they were against us. Matter of fact, one pastor came to my church, and he point blank told me, he said, I really need to talk to you. And I really didn't know this guy. I said, okay. He said, man, I, I really hated you. I mean, you don't even know me. You don't hate me. You don't even know me. He said, well, all the other pastors told me to stay away from you. And that, you know, you, you deal with casting out demons and all this, and, and you ain't right, and you think you're T.D. Jakes. I said, first of all, I ain't T.D. Jakes. Don't compare me to T.D. Jakes. I don't know what T.D. Jakes living. He on that TV. That don't mean nothing. And you got a whole bunch of folk on TV and just as full of the devils all outdoors. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and they're tripped, man. When God began to show me homosexuality on TVN, on many of your major ministries, got the homosexuality is running rampant in them, and I'm saying, yep. I don't want to be compared to that joker. Bump him. I, I don't on, know. You don't on. know me. You, let me be me. Don't compare That's me right. to nobody. And and <laughs> this dude said, "Well, Doc, I didn't like you, and I really hated you." I said, "Well, wow. I'm sorry wow. you didn't like me." He said, "But that's why I'm here." I'm really coming to repent to you because God convicted me, and he said my hatred was based on everybody else's opinion of you. Come on, I, yeah. I appreciate you at least coming and being straight up with a brother, you know. He said, well, I really did, and I asked you to forgive me, man. I said, well, you know, I forgive you, bro. Uh, but me and him really got to be really good friends. And then I, I went back on the radio, and I, and I did a message called um, Preachers Gone Wild. <laughs> man of God. They literally I want to the- borrow I want to borrow that title if I can. <laughs> <laughs> I did this message called Preachers Gone Wild, and, and man, they literally physically want to jump on me. <laughs> literally want to beat me up. But, you know, I told them, look at that. 
Um, now, I will turn the other cheek if I can. Now, if you don't act a fool, I'm going to have to turn the other cheek. Now, I ain't no punk. I'm going to let you know that straight up. <laughs> I appreciate it if you respect me. I respect you. I call you by your title or whatever you want. But I ain't going to let you put your hands on me. I'm telling you that. Now, I ain't going to let you put your hands on my sweetie. And I think it made him mm-hmm. mad one time um, because, you know, we have a, a First Amendment right to carry arms. And and so when I, when I told him on the radio, yeah, I, I got a gun. Break in my house, I'm going to teach you thou shalt not steal. That's just that's the idea. And man, Blue Cats got mad at me for saying this. <laughs> so, uh, I said, well, Lord, I'm just praying your divine. God has really been good because God has protected us from a lot of anger and bitterness that have come against us. Um, then the Lord began to show me how witches was coming to our churches. We came in one service, white dust was over all the chairs, all on the carpet, and I'm saying, God, how did the devil get in here? Mm-hmm. Um, one one time, this witch came in, the Lord let me know she was a witch. She had a, a on her left pinky toe, she had a toe ring. On her left pinky little finger, she had a ring, and then she had a, a, a nose ring and a left thing on her nose, and, and the Lord began to show me she was a witch. One, one lady, God just spoke to me, she's a witch. She's operating in witchcraft. I said, okay. Um, and But the thing is, you wouldn't even know that these people was rich, witches because they, they were so loving and so kind, but they were very deceptive. Yeah. Very, yeah. very deceptive. And then God began to show me like snakes, big black snakes in the spirit how they was coming into our churches. And, and this one apostle, he preached a message for me. He said, it's an inside job. Yeah. And so the enemy began to attack the believers in the ministry with us, and we literally had to come together to bind up the demonic forces that was coming against us. And, you know, we tell any believer, you want to see what you're made of? Show enough to get serious about serving God. You want to see how much you can take? Start really getting real about serving God, and you'll find out this ain't no joke, bro. This ain't mm-hmm. no joke. And, you know, you got a lot of preachers out there that's very motivating and they can get the people fired up and make them give more money and do this and get them out there in the streets and being witnessing and all of that. But it's a lot of them are not getting them delivered. And I've seen a lot of ministries where they, the people don't really get delivered. They, they You can pump them up and but they give money day in and day out. Well, we ain't got one of those ministries like that. I wish they would give money day in and day out, you know, to make it easy on us. But that, that devil has attacked our finances. He he, and you know the the short time that we've been in ministry, very few of our members have died. God has just done some awesome, awesome things. And sixteen years, I think for only about three or four of our members have died. So God, God, he's been awesome. The Lord has truly, truly been awesome. Um, back in '92, when I was on the radio, um, after the Lord told me to do the thing on the um the witchcraft and voodoo, and one night after I got off the radio, I went home, and I was just, just in my room praying and seeking the face of the Lord, and that night, uh, man, the power got fell in that room so strong, it was unreal. It's kind of just, just you know, just so phenomenal. I have the lights off, and the glory of God would come in that room, and the whole room would just light up. And, man, boy, that's scary, man, when you get in the presence of the Lord. I mean, there's a joy, but there's a fear at the same time, That's right. Man. That's right. And, man, the glory of the Lord would come in that room, and they just, just had a, a wonderful time in the Lord. And, and that night when I, I went to sleep, man, it's like when I, when I opened my eyes, I was falling backwards, and I was falling so fast I could literally feel the wind 
on my body, but when I landed on my feet, I landed in hell. And this angel, big, huge angel of the Lord, I only seen the lake of fire. We were standing on the, the, the um, like the edge, and this lake was, oh, man, this thing like could have been 100, 100 yards wide, and it was full of like, volcanic lava. And I'm just looking at it, it's like lava flow. But then all these people came up out that lava. Uh, I didn't hear I didn't hear no sound. All I saw was the people, and and the Lord showed me these are the people that just rejected me and just wouldn't do right. And I mean it was full. When I tell you it was full, it was full. They was crawling out, and but they weren't being burnt up. But they, you can tell they was being tortured. They was crawling up the sides, and just they tried to get up out of this this lake of fire. A big huge thing of flame. And lava will come and wash them back in. By that time, my knees was knocking together. I'm saying, I'm ready to go. Please take me out of here. Please take me out of here. <laughs> and, and man, the Lord just, I woke up and I'm breathing. I said, man, that was wild. I'm, I'm going to say this, but I don't know if the people are, are going to believe it. But I believe it because I saw it with my own eyes. When I was uh, me and uh, my very good friend, he's a pastor, he's a bishop today. We used to, the neighborhood that we lived in, we would go play to challenge the challenge the kids on the street below us in basketball. And I think I was down in seventh grade. And we was walking back, and it was just getting dark. And the neighborhood that we lived in, the neighborhood behind us, the streets behind us, there were no houses back there. But they had cut the road out back in probably about, what, 76? And, um... Me and him was at the top of the hill, but we saw this thing standing in the middle of the road. Mm. And I'm looking at him, and he's looking at me, and I said, man, what do you think it is? I don't know. I, I thought it may have been a big old bear, a big somebody left a big mannequin like a bear just standing on two feet looking up at us. And so, you know, we kids, we throwing rocks at this thing. And one of us hit that thing that moved, and we struck out. I was like an Olympic runner that night, bro. Man, I ran so hard. I think, and I'm saying, what the heck was that? Personally, I think it was a, 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 a Satanist that had so many demons in them that they can take have physical changes in their body, something like a werewolf or something. Like a shapeshifter and, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It had to be something, man, because it, boy, when we hit it, it moved. Before it could move back straight, I was going, bro. I, I was, man, I was fast as lightning. And the little cat that, that was running with me, normally, man, I would just, just dust this guy. Man, I could not run that boy for that good night. That boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and man, we ran home, and I didn't talk about that. But right. the night that the Lord took me to hell and I came out of it, that same night, I saw another one of them things. But this time he came hmm. to my house. Wow. It came to the house. The dog was in the backyard just barking, just barking. I was like, what is wrong with this mud? I wasn't even shut up. I looked out the window, and this thing literally, but this one was on all fours, huge, huge. Um, matter of fact, that was a a, one, a movie, like an American werewolf in London or England or something like that. This thing was identical to that creature in that movie. Mm. Big, huge, and this it scared my poor dog so bad it was unreal. I think that dog had a nose condition after that. 
But okay. these kind oh, of demonic manifestations are real, though. I oh. I don't think that you know the average believer today, you know, in lukewarm churches believes in this kind of reality in the demonic realm. And you know, brother Terry, you were talking about you know how witches and you know even uh, other agents of darkness would infiltrate you know your church. Do you oh, yeah. think that's happening to other churches today all across our country? Oh, it is. It is. One, one thing I've learned through the years is that if you have a real ministry where you're going to work on exposing Satan and exposing what he's doing, you are going to be fought tooth Come on. and nail. Tooth yeah. and nail. Satan ain't got no problem with you going to church. He ain't got no problem with you singing in the choir. He ain't got That's no right. problem with you having a big church. As a matter of fact, one night in my dreams, Satan literally came to me. And this devil told me, why won't you serve me? If you serve me, I will give you a big, huge church. I'll give you all the women you can handle, and I can give you more money than you can spend. I'll give you all the money a, you want. He's and a dirty player. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I said, you done lost your mind. You think I'm going to go to hell for you? You're you crazy. Matter of fact, I don't even know how you got in my dreams. I bind you in Jesus' name, and I command you leave right now in the name of Jesus. So we turn around and left. But then I look at some of these successful ministries, and I'm going to have these cats gave in to the devil. I'm, I'm serious. Now, I think some of them really have, because th- this is, I ain't going to call his name, but there's a joke that come on there probably every day, um, straight-up homosexual, preaching worldwide, preaching to billions, millions, and straight-up homosexual. And when the Lord showed him yeah. to me, I said, come on, Lord, this joke, this joke can't be no, no, no homosexual man. And as, as anointed as this man is and as powerful as a preacher is, but the Lord said, he is. This is what I'm showing you, and believe me. And, and man of God, this homosexual spirit is on the rampage. It is on the rampage. It, it is I, I got to stop. stop and tell you, Brother Terry. Now, I cannot mention the name of the denomination, but, you know, um, I, I was uh, in ministry for years and had a wonderful relationship with you know, uh, of course, white churches, but particularly uh, African-American churches. And Brother Terry, one time when I was young uh, in ministry and didn't, you know, know but just just to go with the anointing and obey the Holy Ghost, Brother Terry, I ended up getting kicked out, and I'm not going to name no names, but one of the largest churches in the United States and across the world, you know, because I began to stand up and preach against sexual sins in the choir and in the pulpit. And, you know, if I wanted to, you know, play politics uh, with religion, brother, I could have been set. And I could have had my, you know, uh, retirement and all the, you know, uh, amenities of, you know, religious, you know, uh, culture and everything like that. But I ended up getting kicked out. And, you know, my thought was this, how can they blame me because I was only speaking by the Holy Ghost, didn't even know, you know, that the Holy Ghost was going to, you know, and you know what I'm talking about. When the Holy Ghost leads you into, you know, a truth, irrespective of how controversial it is, you have to obey God and speak a word and don't diminish it. Amen. Amen. I, I agree. And man of God, homosexuality is one thing about, about sexual sin, I um I got in Beaumont, Texas, that we go to a um, spiritual warfare conference out there every year. And, and last year I taught on um, sexual sin. And you'd be amazed. Sexual sin is everywhere, bro. 
Yep. It's in the White House, the crack house, yep. the school house. <laughs> and it's rampant in churches. Rampant in churches. Every man let, let, let me ask you this while I'm thinking of it, because I'm, I'm the kind of person, if I think of a question, i got to get it out before it goes into the back of my brain. But in your uh, ministry with uh, the deviation and aberrations of sexuality, have you ever encountered people that were, you know, victimized by, you know, what some of the deliverance ministries called incubus or succubus spirits, you know, these demons that come in at night and harass, torments, and vex people? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. can, can you kind of share, you know, some of your experiences with, you know, uh, the deliverance and, in, 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 uh, you know, uh, the, the ministry from these sexual demonic entities? Yes, sir. We we had a um, a young lady. She um, this is wild. She had gotten molested when she was about six years old, and it only went on a couple of years. Uh, but when her family started coming to the church. She, matter of fact, she came with one of her aunts, and she was a very hard, she was a very nice-looking lady, just just hard-looking, you know, kind of right. man-type um, young lady. And But as she heard the word of faith, and she began to say, you know, God, I want to be saved. I don't want to go to hell. I, I, I don't want to live this lifestyle no more. Um, the first time she came up for prayer, them demons started manifesting. She would growl like a dog. Uh, sometimes she would get all on the floor and just she would vomit and puke and and curse like you wouldn't believe. And we had to bind that spirit of profanity. It was almost like she was speaking word curses while we were trying to get the demons out. So we had to make mm-hmm. a shut up. And um, these demons literally infiltrated her life through the sexual sin that was forced on her life. And she had right. this hatred of men. And I mean, she had a hatred of men, uh, but she really wanted to be free. And as we begin to attack this demonic lesbian spirit in her life, you would get a manifestation every time she came to the altar. After about that fourth time, it's like she vomited, she fell out, and boy, I tell you, and you can tell God had brought so much deliverance in her life, and she started literally getting the upper hand. And about a month later, she she called me, she said, Pastor, I really need to talk to you about something. I said, what, what, what's that? She said, I finally did it. What, what are you talking about? What you did? She said, I, I did it with a man. I said, okay. <laughs> you do, you're supposed to be doing it. That's sin. That's going to open up the doorways. She said, I know, but oh, it felt so good. She said, I cannot believe I've been missing this all my life. I said, well, it might be good to you, but it's sin because you ain't married. And now this girl got back Three, four kids. God wanted to marry him. She wanted to marry him. But she loved this guy. But the Lord dealt with that spirit. This this incubus, succubus demon ain't no joke. This demon no. will attack young children. And, and and through the avenue of, you know, sexual molestation. And, and I want to just touch on this, you know, uh, Brother Terry. A lot of times, you know, we hear of individual cases of sexual molestation. But do you believe in our country? that there are um, large numbers of children being sexually molested, you know, in certain uh, areas of, and I've got to be careful here because I don't want to get kicked off the radio, but i got to be bold in God, too, at the same time. I mean, I, I have heard of, you know, researchers that have found out that, 
you know, sexual molestation has reached to the highest powers and top of the country. Uh, and it's something that sometimes is done in mass numbers. And then you've got children that are disappearing off the streets of our nation, and you can only imagine uh, some of the things that's being done to them. Yeah. Uh, Mary, there is so God showed me a a, a ring of pedophile pastors. God literally showed me a ring of pedophile pastors. These cats, brother, I, I don't I, doubt nothing no more. I mean, the devil's a dirty player. Oh man, these cats are so demonized. You know, you, you got to be sick to want to have sex with a small child anyway. Something, something wrong with you, right? Something wrong with you. And and you know, I, I asked the Lord forgive me, but. If he just destroyed them, I'd be fine with it. I would. I said, God, because they don't realize the damage that they do to the child. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, you know, the sad part, too, is not only are the children victimized, but too often they become, uh, you know, people that perpetrate that same type of sexual defilement uh, in their life, you know, and, and that's where that, you know, deviation comes in. And the abused becomes the abuser. Have you found that to be true? Yeah. I, I, I had to deal with one young man. Uh, he was he got molested as a small boy, and he he fought that spirit off as long as he could. But when he gave into it, he started molesting his little brother. Wow! And so now you got two brothers that are homosexuals, and and you know it, it's just they can't they don't know how to fight it off. Uh, man of God, once that spirit gains momentum in your life, it will take over your life. Yeah would take over your life. Um, I got molested as a small child. I had forgotten all about that. And, you know, I was a very lustful little kid. I used to love fooling around with your girls, you know, doing but my stuff. Terry, let, let me stop you right there. Now, hold that thought because I've got to ask you a question. You said that you forgot that, and I had no doubt that that is a possibility. Now, when a traumatic experience like sexual molestation happens to a young child, are sometimes those memories repressed and forgotten in a child's mind? Yes, it is. And I really think it's de- demonic because um, there are people, uh, I operate also in the prophetic. The, the Lord told me to tell this young lady, there are some memories I've got to recover because there are some things that happen to you that you don't even remember. And I've got to restore wow. these memories so that you can begin to repent and seek me, not yeah. only to repent, but to forgive the people that did what they did to you. And and I think your memory, uh, a demon can attack your memory and you start losing your memory. Uh, but the word of God says, and I think it's what John fourteen twenty six. But the conflict, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father was saying in my name, He's going to bring back to your remembrance everything that I've said to you, everything that I need you to know. As I remember this, because the thing about it is, I I got attacked with this this homosexual spirit as as a child. You know, I ain't going to be like that. You know, excuse me, expression. I ain't going to be sticking me nowhere, but that's nasty, and I don't like no. That's nasty, man. You ain't going to be doing that to me. <laughs> and, and you know, I like. I was a very manish kid. I loved me some little girls, and you know, I think by the time I hit the third grade, this girl about in the fifth or sixth grade, she tongue kissed me one time. Boy, I was in love. I'm telling you. <laughs> and, and so my world got turned upside down. And I was in love with this little girl, man. Uh, but when I hit about ten, eleven, twelve, I, I started having homosexual dreams. Blew my mind. And I'm, I'm lusting for girls, but I was dreaming about having a sex with grown men, and these dreams were so real, I couldn't even tell I was dreaming. And I'm saying, man, where's where it? It caused so much confusion and error in my mind, and the enemy would just try to have my mind thinking on having sex with men, and I would catch myself, uh-uh, uh-uh, I ain't like that. 
I ain't going to be like that, and ain't no judge going to be doing nothing to me like that. And I ain't definitely going to be doing nothing to no man like that. I like women. I've always liked women. And I'm going to, to the day that Jesus take me on, I'm going to be having me a woman that's going to be my wife. I ain't doing nothing like that. And I literally had to fight this devil off. But I, I'm saying, but I, why, why, was, why was I even dreaming stuff like that? The Lord spoke to me, and he said, Terry, when you was a child, you got molested. And then the Lord brought the memory back. I remembered it. I say, yeah. Wow. Now, yeah. let me ask you this, and, and, and uh, you, you can respond only to your you know area of comfort, but I'm asking this for a reason because I believe that perhaps tonight people that are out there listening have encountered you know similar situations in their lives, and they're broken, they're hurt, they're angry, they're oppressed, they're vexed by these unclean spirits and these mm-hmm. sexual defilements. Now, it seems all too often, you know, and this is this is sad, but that it happens through people that are in our own, you know, uh, family arena sometimes. Sometimes it's, you know, uh, uncles, aunts, or even sometimes, you know, direct parents or people that's connected to the family or people that, that you know, in, 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 uh, embrace the family and make a way into the family. And, and, and you know, I, I think that we have listeners tonight that probably have, you know, experienced, you know, these sexual defilements by people they know. And that's a tragedy. Uh, it breaks the spirit of a person. It, it warps the soul of a person. And that type of sin, you know, the book of Romans chapter 1, you know, talks about not only, you know, the sin itself, but the effects that that sin has in a person's body if they embrace that spirit. And I'm going to go one step further, Brother Terry, now I'm going to get your, you know, feedback on this. I believe that there has been, you know, pre-planned satanic covenant prayers that have been invoking these type of spirits against the church, whether it be in the pulpit or in the pew. God, you know, the devil don't care who he targets. He's out to kill, steal, and destroy. But I believe that there has been, I know back in 1982, there was a strong, you know, gathering of satanic uh, witch covens uh, that was praying for the release of certain things to come into the body of Christ and bring people down, especially leaders that were targeted. Now, I know that's a stretch to some average Christian, but I believe that, Brother Terry, that, you know, Satan has these people, you know, that work for him that are actually engaging engaging in, in, you know, know, witches pray, and, and you know, too, they not only pray, but they fast. I'm, I'm, oh, yeah. Unfortunately, I believe a lot more than Christians do. Yeah, but they come they do. together to release these defiling curses against the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, which he bought by his blood. And, you know, it's a tragedy because we've seen people fall. You know, they're, 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 there's a great man that I never met him. I knew of him. But he was, in, for the longest of time, in the forefront of public ministry. And the next thing you know, uh, he was brought down, you know, uh, through sexual temptation. He was, you know, uh, given over to a homosexual spirit. And, Brother Terry, I, I, this may sound rude and crude, but I just have to tell it like it is. You know, I have a very difficult time, you know, watching certain, you know, Christian TV programs nowadays because I used to run some circles. And in my running of the circles in major, you know, Christianity, uh, I come across people that, uh, you know, were, you know, using the pulpit for their own kingdom building, and and they were, you know, basically coddling, you know, the sins of the flesh, 
and not seeking deliverance. And I think that we need the deliverance ministry restored back to the church 100-fold like Jesus did because there are people out there that are hurting and suffering, people in the pew, people in the pulpit that are, I believe, are actually afraid. And some, I believe, have embraced the sins of the flesh and sexual sins to where they just don't care no more. And, you know, God knows what Satan has promised them. But this is the type of warfare that we're in. This is a serious situation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man of God, I was never molested by a family a family member. It was an older kid in the neighborhood. Wow. Wow. It was an older kid in the neighborhood. And um, I guess God wouldn't even let me remember who he was. Cause I, I probably would have written found that joker, bro. <laughs> Shit, I probably would have did something to that joker, man. Uh, that spirit was so strong and came at me so hard um, when I was having the dreams. It's like the enemy literally tried to feed my emotions uh, uh, homosexuality uh, because I had my eyelashes were so long when I was a kid, they were rolled back into my eyes because it looked like I had false eyelashes. So they always tell me, you know, you look like a girl. And, you know, I I, I wasn't really no cursor, but I... Cause then you know I give them some some words some choice words, uh, but you know I looked at myself as a ladies man, and right. um, but and then you know my skin was so f- smooth you know then I had my eyes were so clear and then my hair I had real nappy hair man you know the African part came out but you know some of, <laughs> some of our family members we have white people in our family. And, 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 you know, some of them got green eyes, some of them got blue eyes, and some of them have, you know, white folk, literally have white folks' hair. Well, I didn't get none of that. My, I had that African hard tribal hair, bro, where, you know, it was rough and tough. Man, my hair would be so nappy to roll up, boy, just, you have to kind of soak it in water just to be able to comb this stuff. <laughs> and didn't even realize how much hair I had. The one day, my, my father gave me a blowout kit. I had to go get a blowout kit. Man, I, they put that wow. thing in there. I had this big old huge afro. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, it was a bunch of girls used to come at me. You know, I was a smooth talker too, bro. I was. I used to call myself the chief sinner. <laughs> I was in chief sin. <laughs> uh, but God got me early. And so, but this devil would bring these homosexual thoughts, homosexual dreams. I would, it's, it's like he would try to feed this mess to me. I, I never entertained it. I, I didn't even know nothing about rebuking the devil. I'd tell him, uh-uh, ain't no way. All you juicy, fine, tender women out here, ain't no way in the world I'm going to go get a big old hard man. Uh, I, I like me some nice, soft, and chilling. That's why I got me a wife. I'm serious. <laughs> When the Holy Ghost brought this instance to your mind, did you have to confront the emotion of forgiveness? And how difficult oh, yeah. was that to forgive the perpetrator of this defilement that was brought to you? I, it was hard, man, because I really wanted I to do something to this chat. I wanted yeah. to do something to this chat, man. And it happened to me when I was like in the second grade. And, wow. But when God showed it back to me, I was an adult. In the military. Wow. Matter of fact, within the last ten years, God showed me who 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 it was. Wow. And, but this this cat dead now. He he dead. And I still had to forgive him. I said, Lord, I forgive this man for what he did. Um, I asked you to please forgive me for just having harboring all this anger and rage against this man. But that spirit literally tried. It almost ran me crazy, man. 
it almost ran me crazy. And 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 one thing about it is is when you begin to understand how you function and how your mind works and and, and the spirit, the soul, the body, we're about emotions and how this works. The enemy will turn your own emotions against you because when you're trying to think straight, you're being emotionally pulled. You're trying to think the right way, but you're being emotionally pulled left. And and so what you feel can be easily programmed. Amen. Brother Terry, I just looked at the clock. We we, we need to take our first break. So, you know, this has been a fantastic first hour. We're going to take just a real uh, quick break here, about four to five minutes uh, get you a chance to get some water and uh, refresh yourself. And when we come back, we're going to let you continue on. And I want to continue on the vein of dealing with, you know, the sexual assault uh, that's taking place in our nation, you know, against the church and against humanity as well. I think there's some, you know, ancient spirits of depravity that have been loosed and that are now finding themselves present upon this earth. To bring some horrific defilement And then I also want to come back And revisit what you talked about Concerning demonic retaliation Because brother I'll agree 100% when you're in the real ministry Of the Lord Jesus Christ And you have an authentic anointing of the Lord You're going to be attacked by the enemy His emissaries will come To afflict you spiritually Mentally, soulishly, whatever You've been through that and you've got a testimony About that so man of God yeah. We're going to come right back in about 4 or 5 minutes Brother Marcus, Terry. Yeah. Before we go to break uh, since There was a lot of uh, feedback on the beginning of the show First of all Brother Marcus and Curtis and to the family of Christ who are listening to us, uh, Brother Augusto Perez is going to meet. Uh, is going to be with our show uh, next Sunday, December the seventh. Uh, the other guest I wasn't able to get back to line wasn't able to get back to me, but uh, we have a, a brother Augusto next week. Can you please give out the, the, uh, tomorrow's guest is going to be uh, Timothy Alberino, correct? Timothy Alberino tomorrow yes. night, and then uh, Sunday night we have Brother Shannon Davis from the Omega Man Radio Show in Las Vegas, Nevada. Okay, so we have a brother goes to Perez next Sunday, folks. Uh, those are all definite. Yes. Uh, we just need to, I don't know what you guys want to do Saturday, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. Maybe we'll get Brother Lanford to call us back through the week. Brother Lanford, you're hearing us. If you get this message, brother, uh, give us a call. See if you're available for Saturday. Or if not, Marcus and Peter have to work a little harder. Amen. All right. <laughs> I love to preach. I love to, I love to preach. If, if not, we'll, get, we'll get Terry to come back and join us. We'll do, uh, you know, Four of us, all of us, will come in and then do another two-hour two show, correct? Yes, <laughs> no, sir. Brother, we we work on that. No, Brother Terry, we, we, we're enjoying your message, Brother. Really needed for the body of Christ. So we appreciate your time. I know it's after the holidays that people are uh, just getting back and relaxing back, and the stomach is full, maybe a little tired from the weekend travel. <laughs> but we appreciate, Brother, that you took the time out to, to be with us on this holiday weekend. Yes, sir. Uh, okay, well, we're gonna, we're gonna, yeah, we're going to play a quick song. Uh, yes, yes, Brother. Uh, just real quick to all you listeners out there, hopefully you guys didn't have to uh, put another notch in your belt um, to kind of make room for the gut over Thanksgiving weekend. So, you know, hopefully hopefully you guys didn't eat too much, and uh, hopefully you guys get out there tomorrow. If not, then uh, Sunday, go go do yourself some workout and work off that extra food. Amen. <laughs> Amen. We'll be back in about five minutes, brother. So get a coffee, uh, get your water, and uh, do what you got to do, and we'll be back in about five minutes, brothers.
Against you will prosper. That's what the Lord tells us. We have to believe that. Amen. Amen. Awesome scripture, brother. Brother Terry, welcome back to the program tonight. And uh, we want to thank you for sharing everything that you've shared so far. You got a lot more to share. And I just want to throw this out there because uh, I'm at a point in my life in ministry, brother Terry, where uh, in this day and age we're living in. I do not counsel single women or single men in counseling sessions. Now, people might say, well, you know, are you afraid? No, I'm just smart because I'm determined to believe that Satan is so sinister that he would love to set people up today for, you know, disgraceful falls in public ministry, whether it be the pulpit or the pew. Satan's a dirty player. And we have to be watchful uh, and be discerning. And that's why we need the gifts of the Holy Ghost and discerning the spirits to, you know, know what people come to us because I believe that Satan can have people sent to us to set us up. And, you know, if you're not careful, you'll end up in the same place that Joseph did under the accusation of Potiphar's wife, and you'll find yourself in some place you don't want to be, a jail oh, yeah. that God didn't birth. <laughs> Amen. So, I want to just encourage any, you know, Christian leaders out there that are listening, you know, please understand the days we're living in. Satan knows his time is short, and he is out to defile, destroy in any way he can those whom God has called and chosen for living a holy ministry life and walking and serving him in, in, in the power of the Holy Spirit. Brother Terry, welcome back. Amen. Glad to be back. Just go ahead and take us wherever the Holy Ghost leads you, brother. Uh, I, I've got, you know, several questions I want to ask you, but I want to give you ample time to yes. share, you know, what the Spirit of the Lord is speaking to you tonight. Yes, oh, brother sir. Terry, uh, before yes, you continue, sir. brother, can you give me contact information to the folks who ever want to invite you to uh, be a, pursue, uh, a preacher in their church or contact to call you personally on your phone? I know we talked about your website. Maybe you want to give the website. I know your Amen. website will be updated uh can you please give your contact information so people can reach you? I mean, you're anointed men of God, and your word is, is truth. Uh, we'd love to bless you. Make sure that you give your information out so that they can bless you as well. Yes, sir. We're, at, we're, we're located at 3941 Casita Road in Columbus, Georgia. Um, if you want to write us and send us your prayer request, we, we really pray for your prayer request. First of all, men and women of God, there's a war going on, bro. And this war is very serious. And that's God right. is breaking up men and women of God today. That's fearless, man. You you gotta, you, but you gotta use some wisdom. The Lord told me that you can have a lot of boldness, but if you don't operate in wisdom, uh, that boldness would do a lot of destructive stuff to the people of God. And yeah. so you, you got to start using wisdom. And I mean, I used to go off on them, but I didn't care. And I'm saying, Lord, something ain't working. We we gotta. And you know, I started, I had to show up. Even though you're telling the truth, there's a right and wrong way to tell the truth. You're going to have to use some wisdom. But we're located at 3941 Casita Road. We're in Columbus, Georgia. If you want to write us, uh, you can write us at P.O. Box 
602 Columbus, Georgia, 31917. Uh, the phone number at the church, if you just leave us your name and number, we'll, we'll get back with you. It might not be the same day, but within that week, we, we will get back with you. Um, the number is 706-689-9004. If you can um, get in touch with the ministry and just see kind of what we do, all you have to do is um, Google Pastor Terry Jefferson, and, and it'll pull us up, and it'll give you directions to the church. Um, listen, we are, we are no-nonsense ministry. What we minister, we, we tell them, it, you're going to get the buck naked truth. And tell folks, if you don't want to hear the truth, don't call me. Don't, I, I don't want to come <laughs> if I can't tell the truth. And, and if we tell them, when you come to the Word, if you don't want to hear the truth, don't come. Don't come, right. because I am not going to hell is real, hell is hot. And I am not going to lose my soul because I refuse to tell you the truth. Amen. Amen. So if you come to the word, you're going to get what you call book naked truth. We love you. We we ain't purposely going to offend you. But if I didn't love you, then I would not give you things to set you free. God said you should know the truth, and the truth should make you free. Uh, Making you free is a process. God ain't mad at you. God God ain't just going up and destroy you. I don't care if you're stuck in homosexuality. I don't care if you're stuck in pornography. I don't care if you're stuck in lesbianism. I don't care if you like fooling around with little boys uh, or little girls and you're a female. The Lord loves you, and he wants to save your life and even more so save your soul. God got his his word. It works. You just got to work it, but it works. It really do. Um, One time I was on the radio, and I was teaching on homosexuality, and about that, that third session, uh, a well-known musician in the city called me. He wouldn't give me his name. I didn't really want to know his name anyway. He said, but if I gave you my name, you would know me. He said, man, I, I like having sex with little boys. He said, man, I'm trying to stop. I can't stop. I, I, I just can't seem to stop. He said, I stay away, uh, but it pulls at me and pulls at me. I said, well, first of all, you're going to have to repent for letting that spirit come in. And you're going to have to ask God to give you the strength. you got to understand uh, the word of the Lord says, Behold, I give unto you power of all of the power of the enemy. That, that, in, in, I, what's that? I think that's Luke 10:19. Where yes. it says, I give you power of all of the power of the enemy. That first word, power, it, it says, Behold, I give you power. That first word, power, is exousia. He said, Over all of the power of the enemy. That second word, power, is dunamis. The thing that, that's the difference between the two is one is God's power operating through you, and one is you going in your own strength. That exousia, exousia is literally the power of God operating in you to get you free. That dunamis is when you operate in your own strength to try to get free, and, and you're not going to get free. But if you turn this thing over to God, you're going to make mistakes. I heard this one dude say, well, I was a homosexual, but I still desire men. I said, well, it might, that desire might not go away right away. Just like if you're a drunk, you, you can get, you love liquor. You like getting high. You like getting torn up from the flow up. And God delivers <laughs> you. That don't mean the desire is just going to go away. As you operate in faith, God's going to begin to teach you how to use his word and teach you how to speak the word of God over his over your life. And you know how it says in Psalms 107, I sent my word and I healed all of their diseases. Well, who came on the scene? Jesus Christ, the living word. Yeah. 
And when you receive him by faith, then God is telling you everything in you to get you healed is in place. You got to start asking God to operate that faith that is in you. He said, I've given every man not a measure, but the measure of faith. And with the measure of faith that you have, you can be delivered from homosexuality, lesbianism, drunkenness, AIDS, um, pornography, adultery, fornication, witchcraft. You can be delivered from anything. And you got to understand that the power of our God is unlimited. 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 And, and I don't care. And see, when you start getting into sexual sin, that opens doorways for depression, anxiety, shame, trauma. All of this stuff ties in together. And we want you to know if you trust God and begin to, to speak the word of God over your life. And you know, man, I got the Lord told me, he said, Terry, salvation is so simple. That there's no excuse for anyone not going to heaven. It's that simple. It's that simple. Now, once you get saved, it's going to take your operation of your faith to, to work out what God needs to get in you. And as you right. work that word in, sin will come out. And, and it's like you got to go to a spiritual, you got to go through a spiritual detox. Amen. And you kind of going to have to go through the, uh, what they call it, the, the, when you start going through detox, you start going through those symptoms that you have. You're shaking and, and jerking. Withdrawal. And, yeah. <laughs> what, what they call it? Withdrawals. Yeah, withdrawal symptoms. Hey, amen. Thank you, man of God. You're going to have withdrawal symptoms from sin. And right. you're going to have them same desires. But God tells you you have power over those desires. And what you're going to have to start doing, you literally got to start speaking that word. If life and death is in the power of the tongue, and, and, and right. you know, I, I try to tell people to understand, when God wrote those Ten Commandments out, he, he wrote those commandments out on tablets of stone. The hearts of men was just like those stones. Yes. And yes. To, to get in, he literally had to break those stones and remake them. It's the same thing with a man. Uh, the heart is deceitful above all things. Who can know it? If that is the most deceitful thing on our planet is the heart of man, then Satan got in the heart. And, and, and think about it. If, why would God tell you to bring something to him that you cannot control? Because he can that's God right. said in this new covenant, I'll give you a new heart, a new yes. spirit, a new mind, a new praise, a new worship, a new revelation, a new understanding, a new insight. He said, I'll make you speak the things that, that you need in your life. And you've got to understand if the heart of man is that wicked, how did it get that wicked? Because you have one servant that disobeyed God. And That's the right. hearts of men plunge into sin. And what do the scripture says? Man is but a few days. is already full of trouble. So you're born in sin and you're shaped by the iniquity of the sin that you grow up in. And, and you know, some people are born with homosexual spirits already in them. It's in their family line. And if that spirit starts working on a child as, 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 as his memory is being shaped, as his life is being shaped, it's very easy for that child to feel like I've always felt like that. Well, you have because that spirit always been there. You were born with it. It's like a generational curse. Is that not oh, yeah. true? It is a curse. It comes down from family lines. Yeah. It, it is a curse. And, and, and what God has to do is make you understand in your own strength, you cannot deliver yourself. You no. can't do it. No. And you got a lot of church. Man, man of God, sexual sin is in every church. He's in every you know, I've never been to one where it wasn't it. Brother Terry, I was in Las Vegas 
uh, a number of years ago, and we were in a miracle-type uh, uh, atmosphere, and the Lord was just moving by the Holy Ghost, and we were laying hands on the sick. God was you know, giving people new eardrums, and all of a sudden, the Spirit of the Lord began to uh, put my attention on a young man sitting back on the very back row of the church in a pew. And uh, I called him up to the front, and I began to prophesy the word of the Lord to him. And as I was uh, finishing the prophetic word, uh, the Holy Ghost slew him. Uh, he, 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 he was on the floor, and you could literally see in the spirit a darkness over him. And uh, during that time of prayer and deliverance, the Holy Ghost delivered him from uh, homosexual spirits, and we found out afterward that, uh, and it was because of something the Lord said to him, he brought it to our attention, that this young man had AIDS, and he was dying of AIDS. But after the Holy Ghost delivered him, he gave his heart to Jesus, he repented of sin, and he was healed by the miracle-working power of God in the blood of Jesus from that deathly virus, AIDS. And I believe it's going to take the deliverance ministry again to raise up and begin to deliver the word of life to people that are – because, you know, the unfortunate thing about sin, the Bible talks about the deceitfulness of sin. Well, Mm -hmm. it not only can affect people in bondage to lesbianism or homosexuality, but it can be transmitted to people that, you know, are even uh, not uh, gay or not homosexuals. And this is the deceitfulness of sin. So – Brother Terry, do you believe that we as the church need to rise up and pray and fast and begin to believe God for, you know, uh, greater uh, 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 opportunities to deliver these people from these infestious diseases that have come, you know, upon this earth through, you know, sexual defilement? Yes, sir, because, man of God, until they see a demonstration of God's power, a lot of them ain't going to come. That's right. That's right. They got to see that God is a healer. They they got, and you know, I I try to make people understand your deliverance is not in a pill bottle. It's not in the pills that you take. If anything, Mm. that those pills are going to open up doorways, and and once your body get addicted to these pills and these these um these these chemicals, you got to understand something is spiritual if they tell you. You all already you want to start committing suicide because you didn't took this medication. Come on. If you start seeing stuff, if depression starts coming on you, if you start losing control of your faculties, then not only does it affect you physically, it affects you spiritually, emotionally, and as well psychologically. You're you're talking about the spirit of sorcery that was mentioned in Revelation, uh, where it talks about from the Greek word pharmakia, because. Brother Terry, we see a tremendous influx of new drugs coming into our country every day with the promise of, you know, uh, people being, you know, uh, remedied by these new drugs. But if you stop and listen to the commercials, if you listen to all the side effects that these new drugs are, you know, bringing, I'd be afraid to take them, you know, and, and but I believe, like you said, that these uh, new methods of pharmacology are bringing other open doors in the spirit realm, you know, to oppress people who give themselves to that. It just brings more open doors. It brings greater depths of addiction, uh, psychological despair, and it gives, you know, doors 
uh, for spirits to come in in greater number. And one thing you said, too, I think is very important, and you touched on it, is that after people get delivered, they may still feel and, uh, you know, temporal desires, you know, for what they have been delivered from. But you hide the word of God in your heart. David said in his word, I will hide the word of God in my heart that I will not sin against you, O Lord. Amen. So if we hide the word in our heart, the Bible says the engrafted word will redeem our souls, which is the mind, the will, and the emotions. So you may have an instantaneous deliverance, but you need some healing and restoration in your soul, mind, and body that will come only through the written word of God. Is, is that true, Brother Terry? Oh, very true. One thing I've found is as God works his word in, he's going to work mess out. Come Amen. on. That's a good saying. I like that. <laughs> Amen. The word of God says, that you can become a servant to sin. That's right. And once you, and, and the thing is, and we try to get people to understand if there's issues in your life, those issues came from something. So it has That's to right. get even somehow. Yeah. If you got anger issues, uh, if you're struggling with homosexuality and lesbianism, if, it, if if you're a male thinking that you were born in a female's body and, and you're a female thinking you were born in a male's body, that comes from somewhere. Terry, i got to stop. You just reminded me of something. One time I was on the street doing some street ministry with another Christian group, and we came across several people that was on the street. And, you know, the Lord often uses me in delivering a word from the Lord, you know, from the office that he's given us to operate out of. And, Brother Terry, now I hope you're sitting down because if you're not sitting down, you may fall down laughing at this. But (laughs) it's ironic at the same time. But uh, I approached this young lady on the street, and I began to share Jesus with her. And then the Spirit of the Lord would come upon me, and the Holy Ghost was prompting me to prophesy to her. But, Brother Terry, when I began to prophesy, and, I, and to be honest, I forgot the exact name. It's been you know, a long time ago. But when I was prophesying, I had I stopped, I think, twice, if not three times, because of what I heard coming out. You know, when you're in the Spirit, you just you know flow. But this was <laughs> something... That was interesting. I began to prophesy to this young lady, but when the word of the Lord came out, it, the Holy Ghost was using a man's name. And so I started prophesying a couple times, but the train, I had to stop and, what's going on here? And and she's looking at me like, you know, like a cow at the wrong gate. And I'm looking at her like, God, am I hearing you? Because, you know, that's why we cannot prophesy by our sight we have to prophesy by faith because Amen. we're going to come into some things that you know you, you can't look upon it in the external and discern it Amen. you have to trust the holy ghost but brother after i got through prophesying the word of the lord to this woman that appeared to be a woman who was actually a man dressed as a woman this mm-hmm. person repented and gave her gave his life to jesus got to, and then later i heard that, that he got married and had children Amen. Amen. He was free Amen. for the power of God. But can you imagine, Brother Terry, you know, the look on my face, the look on his face when the Holy Ghost got into his mess. And out of that mess came a message of life, and he gave his heart to Jesus, and God delivered him. Glory to God. Praise be to the Almighty God. Amen. Hallelujah. Man of God, God, I, I'm talking too much time. Go ahead. Man of God, I don't care what it takes. You obey God. You be obedient to the word to. of the Lord. You obey God. I don't care. And one thing I've learned over the years is God tell you to tell somebody something. He's already prepared them to receive it. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And because of shame and trauma, you got some saints that would lie, look you straight in your face, and lie through their teeth. Because I've of the seen shame. them do it, brother. I've seen them do it. I was I was in a line 
healing line one time, and I was prophesying to people and laying hands upon the sick folk that came up. And this one man came up real tall, real tall, real tall, thin man. And he had on a shirt and coat because it was kind of cool that time of year. And the Holy Ghost gave me a vision of a pack of cigarettes in his uh, shirt pocket. Now, he had his coat on. Mind you, I couldn't see that with my natural eyes. But the Holy Ghost gave me that vision of a pack of cigarettes, and I told him by the Spirit of God, I said, look, I said, you may not know this, but you have a spot on your left lung. And, brother, this 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 Christian brother right up there in the church, you know, he started denying this and denying that. I said, look, all I'm going to say is this last word. I said, you go to the doctors. Well, you know what happened, Brother Terry? He came back, and he had to humble himself, and he had to repent later because there was indeed, amen, uh, uh, a place on his uh, left lung, just like the Holy Ghost showed it to me. So, you know, as, as difficult as it is to preach the truth, we have to preach the truth because we don't want no blood on our hands. Amen. You know, Amen. I, I do like what you said, though, about being, you know, bold but also wise because, you know, we have to preach the uncompromised word of God. We can't sugarcoat it. We can't, you know, make it sound good when it's rough and tough. We have to tell it like Jesus told us to tell it. We have to give the truth, the truth of the word, because it's the truth that makes us free. But, you know, one thing I've seen, Brother uh, Terry, is that a lot of times, you know, people in zeal have some, sometimes destroyed prospective uh, uh, sinners from, from repenting by not giving the word in the spirit uh, of the Lord or they didn't give it in season. How important is it for us to preach the truth but for it to be done in love? Man of God, the Lord said, with love and kindness have I drawn thee. That's right. Jesus really gave a very hard word sometime, and, you know, he told him, you know, who else going to leave? Because if you can't drink my blood and eat my flesh, you can't be my disciple. <laughs> and, you know, he, he, he was trying to tell him, look, Doc, there's some things that I'm going to say to you are going to be very, very difficult. But yeah. God shows us stuff not for for him. It's for us. That's right. It's for us. When the Lord, you got to understand just what you can and can't think. And, right. and I... Tell the saints of God, if I'm the enemy to throw you off your game, and all I got to do is get someone to say something to you stupid, and all of a sudden you done blowed up, <laughs> tripped out, and went off on yeah. and all that, I gave them a piece of my mind. Well, you just cursed yourself and that person. If that's, that's all right. it takes to get you thrown off your game is someone to say something to you stupid, you ain't ready right. for ministry. Come on, come on. If, if, if that's all it's going to take is someone to disagree with you. Well, I'm the prophet. I'm the apostle. I'm the, I don't care who you are. When God calls you, he ain't calling you by no title. He's going to call you by that's your right. name. That's right, brother. <laughs> brother Terry, i got to ask you about this because, you know, the Bible speaks of the wiles and the devices of Satan. And Paul said, we're not to be ignorant of Satan's devices. Can you tell us? how the enemy has used pornography to trap people. Man, I got, that word devices, one of the meanings of that word is is controlled thought patterns. Mm. That is one of the meanings of that word devices, controlled thought patterns. And the thing about pornography is that your body, you have pleasure sensors in you. And right. you start giving off that dopamine and man, you like getting it like a high. So yeah. when when you start using pornography, and, and man of God, pornography is in every church. 
every man of God that is going to be in ministry, um, you're going to have to fight off that street of pornography because, and, and I can tell you, man of God, I've had women come at me, and when I, you know, had the point blank tell them, I love my wife. <laughs> come on. <laughs> I ain't nobody else's wife. Come on. It's because you don't like your wife, I love mine. <laughs> and, and the Lord told me, make sure you exalt her in front of everybody because the more you exalt her, the more they start seeing, they can't approach you the wrong way. And, right. and as much as you do that, and, and you know, my, I think my baby the finest that he is, just as juicy and tender, I tell you, she's just she awesome to me. Um, and I would call her my juicy tenderoni. And, you know, folk would get mad. I mean, I don't care about you getting mad because I'm complimenting my wife. I ain't fooling with you. So don't worry about it. And, and, you know, but as I exalted her and made the women of God in the service know this is my sweetie, this is the love of my life, and, you know, another woman had a chance with me, period. Period. You you tell them, brother uh, Terry. This is the first lady and the last. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You got that right. And, and it it tripped them out. I said, well, I finally got me a girlfriend. And they looked at first lady. I said, that's it right there. She 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 she. All of my women wrapped up in the one. <laughs> it tripped you know, them brother, out. Terry, do you think that oftentimes that even in the Christian community that people marry a behind Rather than a mind. Mm-hmm. You know what? If your woman ain't nothing more than a big butt and big breasts, you're in trouble. Come on, brother, because, you know, when God brings people together, he does it based upon his covenant plan that he oh, has yeah. predetermined in his mind and counsel to bring together. And, you know, I, I often sometimes in the natural, I look at, you know, people that are together and I wonder, like, what are they doing together? But, you know, it's not about, you know, it's, it, it just doesn't, you know, compute. Two plus two does not equal four in some cases. But what I have found in ministry is that God will sometimes take people that are diametrically opposed in personality, but yet Amen. God has a plan for them to come together. And the Bible says what God has joined together, let no man cut asunder. Now, that lets me know there will be some people that will try to destroy your covenant relationship marriage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and, and the thing about covenant marriage is, is man of God, um, every man of God that is a pastor, he's going to have to be on his P's and Q's because if he's not, he will be screwing around on his wife. Yeah. If he's if he's not on his P's and Q's, he's gonna be he's gonna fall prey and, and and these these are the main things that fight pastors. Sexual sin. Right. Just pride. Yeah. I'm serious. Sexual sin, pride and money. They love for yeah. money. Yes. And these are the three Brother, things he's gonna fight every man of God. You opened it up right there because that is the three primary tactics that I see the adversary you know, assaulting leadership with today. And sad to say so many, Brother Terry, has sold out. Uh, they've let their guard down. They've entered into ungodly relationships. Uh, and that's why, you know, if you have a ministry, uh, you have to watch the people that even work for you. Because oh, yeah. Yeah. the devil would like nothing better from the secretary to become your, your bed, Terry. You know, <laughs> and we have to watch and guard all of our relationships now. You know, uh, I believe that, you know, the Lord has uh, orchestrated, you know, covenant relationship. And the Bible says that the marriage bed is undefiled, but it says the marriage bed. It doesn't say the bed. And, you know, believers have no business out there dabbling in any kind of sexual sin. 
whether it be, you know, fornication or adultery or the whole spectrum of sexual sins, you know, they do not need to be dabbling in it. Now, how do you think that technology has um, amplified the devil's tactics to bring people into bondage to uh, pornography? Man, God, it's everywhere you go. It's, it's everywhere. It's on the TV, on the internet. See, they, you ain't got to go to the movies. The internet <laughs> turns your house into a movie theater. That's right. That's right. I mean, and the thing, the thing that's so ungodly about it is you don't even have to have a computer. Just have a cell phone. Yeah, yeah. And you got kids that the enemy is programming our children for sex. That's true. Our He's children are being programmed for sex. Period. You 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 use the word. You hit the nail on the head. You use the word. It is a programming because you know the devil wants to corrupt the minds of people and bring it into a place of total depravity. Now, let me say this, and uh, you know, is, there's a whole spectrum of sexual sin, fornication, homosexuality, lesbianism. But do you know, Brother Terry, that the Bible also talks about the deceitfulness of sin? Sin will continue to bring you down to the base depths of its own nature. And not now or in our country, Brother Terry, we're not only dealing with rampant sexual sin, sexual molestation, lesbianism, homosexuality, but now our nation is having to begin to contend with something as detestable as bestiality. Do you know there's been people arrested within the last year having sex with their own dogs, having sex with their own animals? I mean, how much more disgusting can it get, Brother Terry? Man of God, I've seen this thing, this girl and this man... I said, these are some sick, disgusting people. They had to separate them because the man and the woman split because the woman was having sex with the dog and the man was having sex with his horse. My God. And and, and this, I cannot say, man, you're sick. This woman, yeah. oh, this is going to be disgusting, but it was a documentary that they did. She had a, a, a miniature stallion or something, and... She was talking about the animal would masturbate by it. it would get an erect penis and and jump to the point it would hit up against his underbody, and that she said that turned her on. So that's, that's, she started that's, having that's, oh sickening man. So she started having oral sex with this this horse, and while she having oral sex with the horse, the man said, "Oh, that just got me excited." I said, "Come on, this now, an idiot." But now that shows you the the deceitfulness and the deception of sin because this is the very thing that we see happening in the book of Romans chapter 1 where people that turned away from worshiping the creator they began to worship the creature or the creation and thereby fell into all kinds of detestable sin because sin will make you lose your consciousness and and your conviction it will burn you in fact God said if they continue on that he will turn them over to a reprobate mind. And that word reprobate, if I'm not mistaken, it means worthless. Uh, There is no sensitivity. There is no sense of conscience. They don't know right from wrong, and they don't care. They enjoy it. Man, again, sexual sin is so bad today, it's unreal. Um, You having our children being programmed for sex at an early age, um, you having men of God that that and the Lord showed me men of God that's screwing around with little, little teenage girls, and yeah. and I tell you, sexual sin it's out of control. It really is out of control. Um, I seen this one documentary where this one cat they they call themselves idolaters. They married at physical weapons 
physical wives, their physical wives was a plastic dog. They would oh my really God. take the dog and, and buy female pubic hair and stick it in the pubic area. And oh this my God. Synthetic lovers, and they call it, since it's a dog, they call themselves the idolaters. And, and I'm like, an idiot. But he said, with this dog, I don't have to argue or fuss or fight when I want sex. I can go get it. And I'm saying, like, these folks have lost their mind. Uh, they have sex machines. I, I just found this out within the last couple of years. I didn't know this was real. Um, they literally have, the way Satan has got technology set up, your house can become a dungeon of pleasure and pain and torture because everything you need, you can it, it can be provided. Uh, they can send it to you. And now, you know, they got cyber sex where they have stuff that a man can hook up to his penis and a female can stick in her vaginal area and hook it to the computer. And these jokers can actually have sex and reach orgasm and see once you start getting dopamine fired up in you, it creates an addiction within you. So any sexual sin is going to come under, for instance, that, that term fornication. Fornication is not just having sex with someone you ain't married to. It goes deeper than that. Bestiality comes under fornication, masturbation, pornography, strange fetishes. All of that comes under fornication. What they don't quite understand is um, addiction to pornography is harder to break than addiction to crack cocaine. Wow. Because you got to understand, sex ain't, first of all, sex ain't no joke. Sex ain't no joke. And and we try to get parents to understand this beautiful little girl and this beautiful little boy you got, one day they're going to want to get busy. If you don't, in, in those first five to six years of a child's life are the formative years, and if, if this child is always watching all these Disney cartoons and all these old crazy sexual overtone cartoons, your child is being programmed to get loose and get busy. And, wow. and if you don't have a control over your child, and, and you got to understand, the way our um, educational system is set up, it is set up so that they don't even recognize that God is who he say he is. Uh, right. So they teach you evolution, and being that there is no God that you have to give an account to, now you can get buck wild. Right, and right. so anything goes. We're on the, we're on the same yeah. page. My next question was the you know contribution to these addictions in our public school systems in the uh, country today? Man, you got so many teachers having sex with their students. It's unreal. Unreal. They literally want to have complete gay schools. And the ministries are coming under attack because they're trying to get laws passed that if a transgender man comes to your service, he could go into the female bathroom. Wow. They're actually trying to get these laws passed. And then you look at some people like this old nasty group called NAMBLA, um, the North American Man-Boy Love Association. These these people are sick. They're trying to get laws passed that if they can talk your five-year-old into having sex, it's consensual sex. And this Man, is something that they're considering passing as a law? Yeah, they're, they're trying to get it passed. You ever heard of some people call themselves Therians? Okay, repeat that one more time. So we can... it's, it's a term called Sarian. Okay. Uh, I've, I've never heard that before. That term deals with people who think that they're werewolves. And they some of them literally want to go get operations 
to try to turn themselves into where now you got to think your mind can be so overwhelmed with something till you act out what controls your mind. If so you, you are a man, I'm, I'm saying, think about it. If you are a man and you're telling yourself I'm a female, then through through the power of your mind and the power of your thoughts and the power of your words, you will empower your life. To literally act like a female, and you know, men are stronger, faster. Um, they got deeper voices, stronger muscles. But then, when this homosexual spirit comes over you, and every homosexual spirit comes with pornography, masturbation, all sorts of filthy sex. So it ain't just one demon; it's a cluster of demons. And 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 think about it; uh, they're feeding you what you need to destroy yourself. If, now, Terry, you, you you talked about the mind there, and, and uh, I believe it's Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7, that says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So that's exactly what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the thing about that verse is it's not about as a man thinks. It's about what you are, what you're thinking. Right. That's what you right. are, not, right. not from what you thought in the past. It's about what you're thinking right now. That's what you are, and 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 you got to understand. Your mind can literally override God's natural order. Yes. If you are a male and you think you're a female, you you let that devil get in your mind. You gonna start wearing panties and bras, and 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 you gonna start taking all these different medications to try to make yourself feminine. You gonna change the way you talk, the way you walk, the way you understand, the way you present yourself, and and you ain't gonna look at yourself this, this tough masculine man. You gonna look at yourself as a as a soft feminine woman, and then on top of that, you're gonna use your anus like it's a vagina. All you know, because that, takes, that the devil get in your mind. That takes me back right to the scripture. Uh, let me see if I can find this real quick here. Yeah, it's Romans chapter 1, verse 27, where it says, And likewise also the men, leading the natural use of the woman, burned in the lust, one toward another, men working uh, that which is unseemly. And Now listen to this. And receiving in themselves the recompense of their error, which was meat. Now, that verse right there tells me that this type of defiling sexual sin, it begins in the mind, and it tries to make you something that God did not call you to be, and you end up giving place to these thoughts. And as it says in Proverbs, you know, you begin to become the lie that the devil has perpetrated upon you by you entertaining those thoughts. And you know, not only is there a recompense in the soul of man, but the spirit is, it becomes dead and dull to the knowledge of sin. And also there are physical changes that will begin to take place in a person's body chemically and mentally as they begin to give place to these spirits of sexual sin. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, God, the word of law says, neither give place to the enemy. That that word place. That's right. It, 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 what that means is you don't give Satan a place to occupy in your life. Right. You don't give him a place to occupy. And and remember how the word of the Lord says, you know, your adversary, your personal devil, he's looking at you and he's roaring to find anybody he can get in. And and, and when you you deal with – the reason the scripture uses the term lion is because lions are very territorial. 
And if another That's lion right. comes into his territory, he first tries to run him off through a spirit of fear by roaring. Yes. He roars. Uh, this devil is roaring every time he brings these nasty, filthy thoughts into your mind. He He's roaring every time he brings the wrong person into your life. Uh, the, the word of the Lord says, you know, do not be unequally yoked uh, one to another. That term unequally yoked, what that means is don't be let somebody throw your life out of balance. But you don't have to be with a person to be unequally yoked. You can be unequally yoked with a person, a place, a thing, a situation, yes. circumstance. All these things can throw your life out of balance. Wrong thinking can cause you to be unequally yoked with God. Wrong speaking can cause you to be unequally yoked with God. Hanging with the wrong folk because, see, if, if a demon, all Satan won't is in. And if he can come in through your thought patterns, like the Word of the Lord says, you, you, we can't be ignorant of Satan's devices. Remember that term, devices, one of the meanings of that, you know, wrong thinking, controlled thought patterns. So the enemy tries to control your thought patterns through what he, he can stimulate through your eyes or your ears or, or your mouth. And you can stimulate the body very easy. But once you start stimulating the mind and the mind becomes a victim to these desires, then you literally become a, a, a pretty much a dopehead because you want to get this natural high every time you do this thing. And, and you got to understand if you're addicted to something, then you, you become the slave to whatever uh, you become the servant. That's right. Who's over you? And so now you become a, a servant to your sexual desires. You become a servant to your fetishes. And and I'm telling you, man of God, there's some crazy folk out there. You know what? What what a man look like wearing panties? You got to do that. <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm laughing. And I know this is a serious subject, but you, you know, uh, there, there's just certain things that just you know rubs you the wrong way. When you think about it, it just doesn't make no sense. And, you know, you're talking about thoughts and also an environment. And I, I want to share this real quickly. Um, in Las Vegas, which I go preach at uh, oftentimes, um, there's a very precious pastor there I know. And and I was there in one of his services uh, several years back, and I began to prophesy to his wife. And I told her, I said, you need to be very careful about the voices of your past that's going to revisit your life in this season. And brother, brother Terry, it broke my heart because I got a phone call from this pastor not too long after that, and his wife went into a lesbian lifestyle because she had friends who were involved in sexual defilement, and they began to plant seeds in her mind. Well, you know, he's not good enough. He's not doing this. He's not doing that. You know, he he this bombarded her through mental thoughts that she finally became so oppressed by, she gave in to the spirit. And to this day, uh, they're, they're not together. Uh, you see, God is a God of covenant. When he puts people together by divine design and for his eternal holy purposes, there Amen. will be people out there that the devil will send that will try to destroy that covenant. That's why you can't play with people in your past. They will Amen. try to put you in a situation to bring you to a place of weakness where you give in. They'll try to plant seeds in your mind mentally where they will defile your covenant, and they will try to rob you of what God has given you. So Satan knows his time is short. He's not playing. Now, Brother Terry, unfortunately, we're coming up here towards the last part of the program, and 
I want you to pray here in just a moment for deliverances that need to occur tonight in the lives of people that are listening or in the lives of their loved ones, people that may be bound up with these sexual demons they need to be free from. But just real quickly, I want to revisit one more thing real quick. Uh, We talked about satanic, demonic retaliation. Now, brother, you've been in the ministry long enough to know that this stuff is real. I have, too. I'm I'm carrying a few battle scars myself because, you know, I'm I'm the kind of – I believe the Word of God. And Jesus said, no greater love than this does a man that have, have, that he will lay down his life for his friend. And not too long ago, I was at a point where, you know, I was uh, some, I mean, the devil was trying to attack someone that had a great call of God upon their life, and I had to stand the gap. And this was not an easy fight. And, and because I stood the test and stood for this young soul, you know, the devil wasn't happy at that. And he tried to retaliate. But let's talk about just for the next minute the reality of demonic retaliation against a man of God like you or a woman of God who has the anointing of God upon their lives. Hey, man of God, when, when God gives you a mandate, the Lord expects you to go out there and fulfill that mandate. Yes, he does. Satan would stop that any way he can. Any way he can. This is why every man and woman of God, you got to get out your pants. I'm serious. If you don't forgave somebody, and, and I tell anybody, if if you know you ain't with somebody and all of a sudden you're having all these sexual dreams about them, you are under attack. Yes, you are. It's a witchcraft attack in the mind. Under attack. You rebuke that mess in the name of Jesus Christ, and you shut shut that door because, amen, If and, and I tell people, um, especially, <laughs> it's going to be kind of funny. If you got folk that never talked to you when you was alive, when they was alive, if they did, they still ain't got nothing to say. You know, so if I ain't going to talk to you when I was living, what, what I got to say to you when I'm dead? So if you drink right. these old dead folks that you used to have sex with and all this, you're <laughs> under demonic attack. Every man yeah. of God, you have to cover yourself because that devil is looking for ways to get in. These jokers will come to your house. Yeah, I remember they literally came to my house one day. I was out cutting the grass, and, and, and there's a tree in my front yard. Uh, they had stuck some type of plastic with candles in it. Yeah, yeah. And and when I came out there, the Lord said, Terry, uh, don't touch it. Just go get your no-no prayer in this area, and I'm going to handle it. I said, yes, sir. Uh, the next day, it was gone. Um, you know, I, I know we're running short in time, but I've got to touch on this, because earlier you mentioned about how witches – uh, even brought blackbirds, and and what this is, it's one of the of the satan- many satanic markers. But this is one of the common satanic markers that witches will use to you know try to cast their spells against a man or woman of God who has a legitimate anointing upon their life. And you know this may sound unusual to newborn Christians, but these are things that they're going to be a lot more aware of in these last days we're living in. Uh, Brother Terry, we need to have you back and do a whole show just upon the you know uh, concept of demonic retaliation and things that you've experienced as well in the yes, ministry, sir. because we're going to you know be up against these things. But uh, in this last portion of this program, uh, Brother Terry, I want to thank you first of all for sharing your testimony. Uh, I want to thank you for being a man that uh, is true to the Word of God. You preach the uncompromised gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know the delivering power of God, and you've taken you know the call of God to uh, cast out devils. And tonight, if there's anybody out there listening upon this radio program, that you yourself 
have been tempted uh, to enter into a aberration that God did not ordain, if you've given place to you know any kind of lesbian spirit or homosexual spirit, child molestation, sadomasochism, fetishes, anything tonight, you can be free by the power of the blood of Jesus. God can make you a new creature if you call upon the Lord, repent of your sins, and turn. Or if you know someone in your family or family line that is now confronting and dealing with uh, these same type of sexual sins. There's hope tonight, and that hope is in the person of Jesus Christ. That is your only hope to see the captive set free. Brother Terry, I want you tonight to pray for the listeners of this radio broadcast and, and anybody that needs to be delivered. Tonight can be your night. Jesus came to set the captives free. Amen, amen. Precious Father, we come before his majesty this evening. First of all, the honor of the awesome name of Jesus Christ. Father, we cover ourselves in the blood and we cover every listener right now in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And Father, we put the whole spirit of God on, the whole arm of God. And God, we cover our whole spirit, soul, body, will, mind, and emotions. And Father, we put a shield of faith around the prayer of faith. Yes. We put a shield of faith around the men and women of God. And Father, we lose the fire of the Holy Ghost to attack all demonic forces of evil and ungodliness. Father, we come against every demonic spirit of incubus and succubus. We bind yeah. up all demonic sexual devils, amen, feminine spirits in, 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 in men and masculine spirits and women. We bind up these demonic powers right now in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ from Nazareth. And, Father, we lose the light of God's glory into the darkness to attack it and to destroy it. Father, in the name of Jesus, we lose the light of God's glory to attack the demonic darkness that's overtaken our nation. Father, we yeah. bind up every spirit that will make men want to have sex with little boys and, and grown women to have sex with little, little, little girls. We bind up every spirit of homosexuality and lesbianism in the heavens and in the earth. Father, we lose billions and trillions of giant warring angels to attack the demonic forces that is operating yeah. in the heavenlies. We bind up these demonic forces of evil and ungodliness. And Father, we bind up every spirit of masturbation, fornication, bestiality. Father, we bind up these demonic desires that's being forced on the people of God. We bind up every spirit, amen, of filth and shame and torment and we bind up these demonic powers in the heavens and in the earth. And Father, we lose the fire of our Holy Ghost. Amen. Yes. In the prayers of the saints, that as they pray, God, nothing would hinder the prayer of righteousness as it go forward. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we bind up every demonic spirit that, that will cause people to watch pornography on the Internet, on the telephone, on the cell phones. Father, we yes. bind up, amen, all the demonic powers that will try to come into our dreams and have sex with us. We bind up these demonic powers now. Father, we bind up all demonic and break all demonic witchcraft curses of sexual sin being sent toward pastors and leaders. And Father, right now, in Jesus' name, stir up prayer warriors. God, but they'll begin to get in place and begin to attack the demonic demonic forces of darkness. Yes, Father, we yes, bind up the demonic powers uh, that's been sent to churches all over this world. And Father, we lose right. warring angels that stand guard in every church right now in the name of Jesus. And Father, amen, we bind up every demonic shape-shifting Hey, God, I bind up every demonic shape-shifting spirit that, that will come up in our churches, God. Yeah. I bind up every spirit of Lilith, the vampire.
vampire spirit, uh, all vampire sex and werewolf sex. We bind these demonic powers now in the name of Jesus Christ. And, and Father, I'm just asking you to stand guard, amen, over the saints of God. And, and God, show them that the power of God is real. The word of God is real. The anointing of God is real. Father, I bind up the demonic powers that's breaking up marriages, uh, amen, and yes. turning children against their parents and parents against their children. I bind up that suicide demon that, that will make folk take their own life. Take their own life. I bind that spirit now in Jesus' name, and I loose the spirits of God into the atmosphere, God. God, just let the praise and worship unto the Most High God explode in the atmosphere. God, break every chain, every band, every fetter. God, however these demons have locked into your people, whether it be teeth or claws or tails, or, amen, we send the word to beat them on these things and make them release the people of God. And, Father, we come against all spirits that will cause heart attacks, strokes, aneurysms, blood clots, yeah. arthritis, uh, diabetes, all diabetic spirits, kidney failure. God, we bind up all demonic sickness right now in the name of Jesus. You said by your stripes we're already here. Father, we claim healing and deliverance. We we walk in divine health right now in Jesus' name. Every demon that will rob the people of the blessings of God, I bind it up now in Jesus' name, and I lose the power of God to bring deliverance and freedom, amen, to the people of God right now. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Ooh. Praise God. I felt the anointing of God upon that, brother. Brother Terry, uh, I, I know, I hope this don't sound selfish, but uh, again, recently I had a, uh, an encounter with a demonic entity here out here on this native reservation. I, we fight shaman spirits. We fight land spirits. We fight all kinds of spirits. And and uh, there was some really intense retaliation that was lodged against me. And as we close out this program tonight, I hope it's not selfish, but I'm going to ask that you pray for me tonight, that I be completely uh, relieved and recovered in my body from this last satanic attack. Man, how do you spell your name? Which one, first or last? <laughs> Sorry, so give me your whole name. Okay, the, the name is Marcus, M-A-R-C-U-S, and the last name is just like the young prophet Samuel, S-A-M-U-E-L. Amen. Well, come on, we're going to pray about this right now. Amen. Precious Father, right now, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, sometimes I pray for Brother Marcus Samuel. And, Father, everything that's coming against him, I bind it in the heavens and in the earth. And, Father, we use giant warring angels to stand guard around the man of God, no matter where he goes or what he does. Father, if he's on a plane or in the car or a bus, amen, God, we just pray your divine protection over him. And, Father, just cover him so the enemy cannot track him in any form, shape, frequency, dimension, or sphere. And we're asking you, God, every demonic line that is trying to get in, we shut that down now in the name of Jesus Christ. And, and Father, begin to just explode in his ministry, explode in his praise, explode in his revelation. And, God, take him through about that. God, everything that the enemy is using against him, I bind that thing in the heavens and in the earth. Every demonic retaliation, God. That's sin against this man of God. I bind that spirit up right now in Jesus' name. Father, we lose warring angels. God, we saturate the atmosphere with the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And God, we command every demonic power of the third eye to be shut down so they cannot track this man. Don't let him hear what he's saying or what yeah. he's doing. Yeah. God, cover him in the blood. And God, amen, blind them to what you're doing with this man of God. And Father, I pray his divine protection 
I pray for his family if he has children. I pray for his children. And, God, I'm just asking you, God, to put your favor on him in such a way, God, that anybody coming in against him, they're a little bit coming up against the real prophet of God. And I'm asking you, God, to protect him. And, God, even the ones, if they do attack him, God, save these people and put them yes. on the team and that we can get a more insight to what this devil is doing. God, we come in agreement and count this thing as being done in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Ooh, thank you, Amen. man. I felt oh, that. Oh, I did too, God. brother. I'm in agreement with that. Hallelujah to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Brother, when you were praying in the Spirit of God, there, you you don't know how many things you touched. Uh, you touched a whole lot. I want to stay in touch with you, man of God. And uh, if you would give us your contact information one more time, your address and a phone number that people can contact you at. Amen. The, the address is um, PO Box six six zero two. Columbus, Georgia, three one nine one seven. The the number at the church is seven zero six six eight nine nine zero zero four. Um all you have to do is Google Pastor Terry Jefferson. I, I think all the information will come up. <laughs> so Brother, I, I gotta be obedient to this. Uh I, I just wanna just share this with you. Brother Terry, I hear the word of the Lord saying that this is a season of shifting and lifting. So the Lord says, I'm going to do some shifting in your relationships. I'm going to allow you to have favor with not just myself, says the Lord, but also with man. And there's going to be other doors that are going to open soon. And this shall cause a lifting up into a new dimension of ministry, says the Spirit of God. For the Lord says these last five to seven months has been a time where you've seen even the adversary try to sneak in, shut down, and try to hinder and stop, says the Lord. But God says this is going to be a season that you will see my strong hand raise you up with the delivering power of God. And the Lord says, son, there's going to come a time when you will have to have bags packed and your shoes ready to travel, says the Lord. For I'm going to increase the scope of your ministry, and the cords of your tent are going to begin to expand, says the Lord. And the Lord says 2015 will be a time of great uh, divine connections for you and kingdom appointments, says the Spirit of the Lord. And God says, I'm going to begin to move my hand uh, and uncover you for some people to see, says the Lord. And people begin to hear your name, and they will put your name in the wind. For I will breathe upon your name, says the Spirit of God, and I will cause this connection. I will cause this breath, says God, to go forth. And I will send you among the dry bones, and I will cause you to speak the word of resurrection life. I will cause you to speak the word of deliverance, says the Lord. And the Lord says, I'm going to raise up some new intercessions for you, says God. For they are going to stand in the gap, and they are going to build up in the spirit realm a canopy of protection over you, says the Lord, and upon your household. For this is a season that I'm going to do a new thing in you and for you So get ready, man of God For you're going to begin to see the lions and the bears that you've slain Testify to the time that you're going to come into the slaying of new Goliath in your season and time, says the Lord For I've given you the word of faith And as others have brought back a word of negativity Well, we can't take the land because the giants are too big God says, you don't have that spirit. I've given you the spirit of faith, says the Lord, and you say we are well able to take the land. And the Lord says, I'm going to begin to even now commission people to come along your side. You're going to see some new faces from some new places, says the Spirit of God, and they will come alongside with you. They will help battle. They will help fight. They will help overcome, says the Lord. For this is the time of season that this new thing begins in your life and ministry, says the Spirit of the living God. Glory to God. Thank you. Amen. Amen. You know, I, I received that because years back the Lord spoke to me 
and he said, Terry, I have you hid. Yeah. Yeah. I said, okay. And I saw I saw the hand of the Lord slowly moving off of you and you were being lifted up into a new place of visibility, Brother Terry. And God bless you, man of God. God bless you so much for being a man of power and sincerity and love. And, and and thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be on our program tonight. You will be back with us uh, for future yes, programs. Sir. There's so much we can talk about. Oh, my God. <laughs> Help us, Lord. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And there's, no, there's no such thing as chance when we're close, we're close to God. This is a, a divine connection, like you mentioned, brother. And um, I could see the bonding that we had with you, brother. We we talked to you. Per- I talked talk to you personally, brother, and I felt the same the same spirit that, that, that we I knew that you were not going to. I told you we were going to keep in touch. There's a reason why I thought we would keep in touch, because I knew, but just just by your spirit that we were definitely going to keep in touch for a while, brother. Amen. Amen. Well, y'all continue to pray for us, man, because um, even though we've come up on a lot of demonic attack, man, God has just 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 kept us. They tried to shut our church down. They couldn't do it. Um, they tried to kill me physically. They couldn't do it. Um, this enemy has they attacked our finances for so many years. Uh, but God has sustained us, so it, God has been good. He, he's been good. But Lord is really going to do some things. God showed me some miracles that is going to go forward, and it's yes. going to be so powerful that it's going to blow folk mind, man. I mean, they they yes. ain't seen nothing yet. People ain't seen. Come on, brother. Uh, the Lord has spoke to me, and He told me, He said, when when He get through doing what He He do, it's going to be very hard to even find an atheist. Come on, it's going to be very hard to even find, because when God get through, the devil gonna know. Just the power of the Most High God. We can't fight against it. That's right. Uh, another thing that God showed me, miracles are going to go forth so strong, it's going to, you think that people would, would rejoice, but when those miracles start going forward, these are going to start losing money. And when they start losing that money, they're going to try to figure out ways to stop what God is doing. And, and the Lord is going to, he, he's raising up men and women of God, ain't going to be scared of nothing. When I tell you absolutely nothing, God got some men and women of God out there so tough, and and there's a lot of them you don't even know about. Uh, the Lord showed me, um, oh Jesus, how long ago was this? The, the Lord showed me like our ministry, and and it's just amazing. It, one minute we was unknown, next minute we was out on the forefront. I did a yep. years years back called Frontline Soldier. Um, everybody ain't ready for Frontline. Uh, I'm serious. That front line soldier got to be the toughest they is because they got to set the stage for every, everybody else. And so the Lord is going to, he's raising up ministry where the, he's raising up men and women of God that they're going to get out there and they're going to see some some stuff that's going to blow their mind. Hey, Brother Terry, I got to share this because you just made me think of something. But, you know, there was probably not too many people that saw David slay the uh, lion and the bear on the backside of the desert when he was tending sheep. But when he slew Goliath, all of Israel knew. Oh, yeah. It just takes one miracle. And my son Curtis got a prophetic word from my apostolic father uh, a couple of years back about how God was going to do a miracle through him that's going to bring a great awareness to the Native American people, the reality of our true living God, the Lord God Jehovah, the Lord God Almighty, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So... Uh, I'm going to ask if you would, and please, I don't mean to take up you know much more of your time, but I want you to pray tonight before you get off the phone. I want you to speak a word of power and prophetic 
uh, blessing over my son, Curtis. And then I'm going to have you to pray for Brother Jose. You know, we need prayer. We're on the front line out here on the radio, and we need prayer. But if you will, Brother, man of God, Brother Terry, uh, pray for Curtis, my son, then pray for Brother Jose, uh, our friend from New York, and our uh, uh, producer and our, our brother in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen, amen. Father, right now, in the name of the Lord Jesus, God, we come together in agreement, and we believe the word of God. Father, your word said that you would save our families, our sons, our daughters. We had to fight for them. And, Father, we stand in the gap right now, uh, Curtis, right now in Jesus' name. God, anything that would try to bring discouragement to this young man, I bind that spirit in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And, Father, I cover this child in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. God, I just put a shield of faith around his mind his spirit, his soul, his body, his will, and his emotions. And, Father, I pray your divine protection, God, and I loose the power of God's word for him to be obedient to the word of God. And anything yes. that would try to bring unbelief and doubt and fear against that word, I bind yes. that spirit up right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And, Father, just let a, a, a boldness come in this man of God that he would operate yes. in the very wisdom that God has given him. Everything, the enemy, any other children, any young people, that would try to come against this child. God, I bind that spirit yes. down in Jesus' yes. name. God, any demonic stuff that would try to come through the family line, anything that would try to come through the family line to hinder what God is doing in this, in this young man's life, I bind that spirit right now in Jesus' name. And God, I just loose the power of God to explode in this young man. God, begin to deal with him in dreams and visions and revelations. And, and God, we just loose that anointing even in his voice, in, in his hands, that when he lay hands on the sick, God, they're going to be healed. Yes. Amen. Yes. When they hear his voice, the power of God will begin to go forward. I'm praying, God, that you would raise him up in such a way, God, that you won't even let his words fall to the ground. And, Father, I'm asking you to speak to this young man in such a way, God, that even those that have been in ministry for years, they will know that it's the very voice of God. Father, yes. manifest your word to this young man. And I'm praying, God, that you would just give him much authority and teach him how to use that God-given authority in his life. God, teach him how to use his faith. And, Father, I bind up any demonic spirit that will try to bring pride in his life as you begin to use him in ministry. Father, I bind that spirit now in Jesus' name. And, Father, I'm just asking you to move in this young man. And, God, just help him to reach other people in his own age bracket. But, God, you're going to take him beyond that. And show yes. him what to do in the word of God or with the word of God. And Father, right now in Jesus' name, we pray for Brother Jose. And I'm asking Amen. you to bless yes. the man of God. And Father, just send war and angels out to stand guard over him. And God, every demonic power that will try to uh, affect the show and stop it from going forward, we bind that spirit now in Jesus' name. And Father, I'm asking you to just continue to strengthen the man of God. And God, begin to bring the necessary finances so that they can expand their territory and even get better equipment, God, that they, man, they can reach a great mass of people. Father, right now in Jesus' name, just I, I speak into this man of God and just asking you to raise him up, God, to even take him to a whole other level. And everything the devil will try to do against his mind, against his praise, or against his worship, or against his understanding, I bind these demonic powers now in Jesus' name. And, God, we, we shut down all demonic attacks against the ministry. And, Father, every time this devil try to come back and do something against the ministry, God, we want a million souls filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in your name, and offering in, 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 the, in the, spirit, the same spirit of faith as Abraham. Father, I'm asking you this day, put guardian angels all around your people, all around Jose, all around Curtis, 
Amen. All around Brother Marcus. I'm asking you, God, to touch their families. And, Father, even on the Indian reservations, we bind yes. up all the demonic powers of the shaman. We bind up all Jesus. the demonic powers of, of, of the um, demonic powers operating through Please. the shamans. God, we break all the demonic powers from their, their um, I'm seeing this in the spirit, um, what hit like spears. I'm, I'm seeing like they're throwing stuff. <laughs> like they're throwing stuff at y'all. Um, yep. Like spears and arrowheads, Father, I bind up these demonic powers now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And Father, I, I put a shield of faith around the men of God and their family. And I'm asking Thank you, God, right now in Jesus' name to bring divine oh, protection oh, over these men of God. And God, as they go forward in the things of God, Amen. God, give much wisdom, much knowledge, much understanding, much favor. Hey, by say much favor. Uh, the Lord is listening to in, your, your favor has just really increased, and amen. And because of your favor, I'm, I'm seeing even people in Hollywood, even people in Hollywood that's going to get in contact with y'all, amen. Because mm. some of them are going to be so miserable, they're going to need men of God that they're close to, uh, uh, that's close to them in, in a physical area, amen, where they can minister to them. And God's going to use y'all to minister to some well known people. So get ready for God to just mm. begin. I'm, I'm seeing them move doorways and, and open doorways. And, and, amen. and some of them, he's going to literally have to push y'all through. But God said, mm. obey me. And as I push you in, I'm going to show you how to go forward and conduct yourself. And I'm going to show you, amen, because there's some people you're going to meet. There's some things God is not going to allow you to tell them. Amen. Even though they're, they're well known in ministry and some of them are very, very famous, there's certain things God is not going to let you tell them. He's going to be very specific in he, when he gives you your word to give to certain people. Certain things Thank he's going you. to tell others, and you're not going to tell someone else. Amen. And God said amen. And as he said this earlier, don't look at the person. Look at what I'm getting ready to do for that yes. person. So, God, we come in agreement and count this thing as being done in amen. Jesus' name. Amen. Woo, thank you. All I can say is, wow, wow. You, you again confirm some things. Brother Terry, the Lord used you tonight to confirm some things that, you know, I, I don't even tell people that are really, really close to me all the time everything that God is doing or who he's putting us in contact with, not because I don't trust them, but because I know the devil has big ears. He would oh, love yeah. to get what's going on and try to twist it, turn it, defeat it, abort it, or whatever like that. So I keep these things close to my heart. But the Holy Ghost used you tonight to concern some things that no one could have known except the Holy Ghost. So God bless you, brother. Amen. Well, we have had a powerful program tonight. Thank you, Brother Jose, for making contact with Brother Terry. He'll be back on with us again in the near future. Uh, and for myself and Brother Curtis tonight, we love and appreciate all the listeners. Please download this again and listen to it. Listen to it several times because Brother Terry tonight has brought some revelation and some anointing to us that will cause us to be free in the power of the Holy Ghost and walk with the victory. And it will set us free from any satanic, demonic entanglement in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Amen. for me, God bless and good night.
Thank you for coming on, brother. Amen. Give Amen. a shout-out to our listeners tonight real quick. God bless you guys, family in the Lord, and I trust this message and this teaching today has been a blessing not only to your body but to your soul as well, your spirit. I shouldn't say soul, spirit as well. Amen. But uh, God bless you, brother, for coming on. We love you, man. We appreciate you. And um, just let us know the next time you want to come back in or, you know, you got something from God, brother, the door is always open. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. <laughs> love you, brother Terry. Love you, brother Jose. Love your son, Curtis. And love all the listeners out there tonight and uh, that's tuned in to us. And we'll be back tomorrow night, 7 o'clock Mountain Time. God bless you. Good night. Amen. Amen. Good we're gonna night, leave everybody. with. We're going to leave with, uh, we're hooked on the truth, amen, by Avian Cohen. All Sorry, right. Brother. <laughs> Sorry, brother of the Lord. Amen. When you decide to to walk with the Lord, Yeshua. Now, many people get really angry at me. Why? Because I just have a piece, a pretty inch of faith. Let me tell you about a story that called my life. I was a Jew boy, and now I came to... Many people thought that I'm a fool They thought I betrayed them Oh, how uncool
read the book. Yeah, all of it, not just part of it. And the parts I'm going to tell you is not it. See, like, you know, Jews for Judaism, they like to tell you, no, 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 that means something else. You know what I'm talking about, okay? So, I'm just trying to say true Jew here. And, uh, yeah, all I can say is, open up that book, yeah. I came out, I saw Let me throw you out a little bit after the show, brother. I got, I got something to throw on to this little piece. <laughs>